Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. That barking you hear in the background is Toby. We're back from Studio Breezy. I'm here with Matthew. Hello, hello. And special guests, Taylor and Roddy. What's up, boys? Hey, how you doing? How's it going? So uh, let's dive straight into it. Uh, We're in the middle of the season, and this is both of your first seasons at... uh, at CFCU. So before we go back to when, you know, your soccer journeys and whatever else, um, you've both played in NISA before. So let's kind of talk about, start with like how you arrived at CFC and then we'll go back to the beginning and talk about your soccer journeys. So, uh, Roddy, you want to go first? Tell us how you got uh, to CFC and we'll talk about your previous pro career as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, obviously I've played against CFC before in the past and it was always a club that I respected a lot. And I think most people in NISA obviously respect CFC It's a powerhouse club a lot of fans um, and being like an attacking player. I mean, when you see fans, like it just wants you, makes you want to go score goals and celebrate in front of them. So it was always this club that was in the back of my mind. And then um, obviously it was kind of time for me to leave my old club. And so um, in Detroit, and then I just kind of knew I was going to probably end up coming here. That's great. Now, how did you, uh, again, we'll go, we'll go tell like the whole story, but did you come in straight on a contract? Did you go try out and then make the team? Like, how did that work for you? Yeah, I actually came on an, uh, I came in on trial, which a lot of people probably don't know, but, um, so how, how does that work? So basically, um, I, I think it was, I don't know if I reached out to Rod or, or, um, or whatnot, but I was talking to him for a little bit and he basically just told me come in for like a week. Um, and at the time I'd already been training with Detroit city for like a week. So it was perfect because they started preseason like a week earlier than we did. So I, I had trained the whole week in Detroit, did that preseason with USL championship players, which was really good. And they were doing fitness and stuff. And then. So you came in pretty sharp. Yeah, I came in. I, I thought I came in pretty sharp. I just flew straight in and then stayed in the hotel, uh, the Stay Bridge for like a couple weeks. The Stay Bridge. Yeah, now, so. you knew you knew that you weren't going back to Detroit. It was yeah. just like a you built a long time player, so you were just gonna like stay and train until yeah, it was time to go. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have a really good relationship with the manager. Like, I mean, I played under him for like three seasons, um, and I think at the time they were low on players anyway for training, mm-hmm. so it was perfect for me. Like, you can't say no to training with them, and then. Um, so, yeah, and then I obviously came in for preseason, and it's funny because um, I think we only, all the trialists, I think, only trained for, like, a week, and um, I remember them telling me to stay longer, and I stay, I, I had to change my flight, and then I had to change my flight again, <laughs> and I changed my flight again, and next thing you know, I was staying in the hotel for, like, two weeks, and um, and then obviously um, signed my contract, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I assume once you started changing your flight, you started getting a better feeling? Yeah, I had a good feeling, because, I mean, me and Rod's relationship was really good, like, he, he was always talking to me about... Um, things in Detroit and Trevor and how the league was and where he saw me in the team and, and whatnot. So um, I, I did have a good feeling, but obviously, like, you never know. Like, you have to just keep pushing and training and try to be as good as you can. So, For sure. Uh, Taylor, how did you uh, how did you end up at CFC? Uh, yeah, I kind of have a weird story when it comes to, you know, how I even, like, learned about CFC in the first place. But um, I had a teammate back in college who signed for CFC, and I actually went to a game. And, Who, who's uh, your teammate? Torgay. Torgay Wiedenroth. Yeah, Torgay yeah. Wiedenroth. yeah so. Goalkeeper for CFC, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 2019. He's, yeah, he's one of the best keepers I ever played against. Like, the guy's drinking Red Bull and coffee before training. And <laughs> you're trying to score on him, and he's literally calling out the whole team, like, who's going to score on, a, on me right now? So, I think... Um, so, he, he had that, like, goalkeepers that have to be crazy moniker. Yeah, like. really a crazy goalkeeper. Crazy German goalkeeper. <laughs> but um, I remember uh, going to a game to watch him play. And he, he didn't play, of course, because when you're a keeper, you can't sub on or anything like that. But we, sure. we went to support him. And I just remember coming to Chattanooga and seeing three, 4,000 fans in this random city in Tennessee. You know, that's how I, you know, viewed it. Of course, yeah. Because, you know, I'm coming from Maryland. 
So we have DC, um, New York, everything's that's kind of like big close. cities. Yeah, Every, yeah, everything's right there. Yeah. So you know, I come here and I'm like, I'm like, soccer's not big in America. There's nothing that I can really like find that's like close to like European standards. You know. So uh, I remember I went to the game and I was just impressed with so many fans, so many like people that were just there to just experience the match and to watch him or the team in general and. It kind of just excited me for the future because I thought maybe I could play for a team like this one day. And I remember um, I went on trial actually about the same year almost. And it was with beginning Coach. of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It was with um, Fuller. Mm-hmm. And I didn't end up making it, but it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm just going to keep coming, see, see if I can get back to Chattanooga any way I can. And I ended up signing the Maryland. And, and made your pro ended. debut in Chattanooga. Yep, yep. I forgot about that part. That's, uh, that's the are, best part. That, that might have been a nil-nil game, but you were lively that night. You guys can remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You came in and on the left side and skinned Juan and somebody else into the box. And think, I think you shot near post or you crossed and it got blocked out. We were like, oh, Jesus, no. Like, And then it worked out. Oh, it didn't work out because like we didn't expect to tie that game. But We're also we're also kind of doubly nerds, so... Uh, we we usually get access to uh, in, in previous administrations we would get access to the, the kind of the tryout list because we're the ones and in part that write those cards that you that you probably got I don't know if we did that for 2020 or not I, I can't um, I can't remember um, the the try some of the trial list did and some yeah. of the uh, some of the anyway we, if, if, if we have like names in like the hotel rooms we try to we try to try to get welcome cards and whatever in, in the welcome yeah. cards and whatever. Uh. And, uh, but it's really just a, r- a ruse to get the tryout list. Yeah, so we can go, we can go scout you guys in advance. I think and, I did uh, get one of those actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm remembering. And uh, we definitely wrote them this year. I and and so like you know we we look up everybody. We we do our own little scouting. And so like we knew when you when you signed for Maryland and uh, when you got promoted to the first team. And then we were like, oh, okay, this guy you know was at tryouts two years ago. So I didn't. He's coming I didn't wreck us. I didn't make that connection till later. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's wild how small the world is. Plus, you played at um, Tri City, so let's actually go back, Taylor, and, and talk about, um, and then we'll go to Roddy after that. Like, tell me, like, how did you start playing soccer? Like, where did you grow up? You said Maryland, like, family, like brothers and sisters. Everybody plays soccer. No one plays soccer. No siblings. Like, tell us a little bit about who you are and you know your soccer journey. Okay, yeah, most of my soccer career has kind of been just based off my own motivation. My family, they got interested in soccer based off of watching me play, but. It was all kind of me from the start because I grew up playing multiple sports. And then I just figured out one day, like, you know, I really love soccer. You know, it just it's so simple. There's no rules. What's the sport you're best at? Is it soccer? Oh, yeah. yeah Did you say sure. soccer has no rules? I mean, it has Hell rules, but you know what yeah. I mean? You're, yeah. just, you're kicking <laughs> no, the ball. When, you, when you're a kid, you're just I running around kicking the ball. So. Yeah. Matt's, Matt's so happy to hear no rules. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But, um, yeah, it was just for me. I remember uh, my mom always used to put me at older age groups for soccer. And I remember stepping on the field for the first time. And these kids are like three, four inches taller than me on average. And I'm running around chasing the ball. I'm not touching it at all. You know, I'm just literally looking to my right and he's dribbling over here. He passes it to the left. I run over here. I'm just never touching the ball. Like, I don't you think that's how people feel playing against him now when he's three Probably, inches taller honestly. and <laughs> dribbling around him the whole time. That sounds about right. Yeah, because it's actually funny because throughout my whole youth career, I complained to my mom because I was the too short, you know? So I kind of have that playing playing style that's like just like a short player style. So even though now that's I'm true. like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, I think like I'm, you know, Neymar or Messi. That's just how <laughs> I am. So like, yeah, anyone that's never stood next to Taylor, like Taylor is not a short guy. No. Like 6'2", I would, I would say definitely closest. I'm, so I'm between 6'2 and 6'3", and like, yeah, you feel taller than me. So like, yeah. 
it's yeah. it's it's amazing that you have that close control because you know tall players like a lot of times they're just not. Yeah, it's rare. It's rare. Like yeah, it's it's that special thing. So you you started playing. How old were you when your mom was putting you in the upper the higher age divisions? Yeah, I think I was eight or nine. And that was just like recreational soccer, but it was, at the same time, I was still playing against older kids that were much faster than me and way more mature physically too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't even remember that season touching the ball. I just, <laughs> I, I just enjoyed being out there, you know, running. But I actually don't remember touching the ball at all. So, yeah. And then where'd you go from there? Did you play club ball? Did you play travel ball? Did you just play high school? What did you do? Um, after that was kind of it was a weird situation where I went and played a few other sports and tried a couple of new sports out. And I would always, you know, depending on the season, I would go back and play soccer or go back and play, um, you know, American football, I guess you can say. But um, I've played every single sport that you can. So when I kind of figured out that I didn't want to get hit anymore playing American <laughs> football, you know, seems reasonable. Yeah. I didn't want to get hit. It was just annoying. Um, I didn't really want to play basketball because back home, the basketball, um, I guess you could say the parents, the fans, the people in the stands are very intense, you know? Like, they want their kid to be the best, so everybody's screaming and yelling, so I couldn't really handle that environment. So then I just started playing soccer, and it just it just kind of came together from there. You know, I, was, I went to a, um, a tryout, my first select soccer tryout, and I remember scoring a bunch of goals, being one of the best players on the field, and I didn't actually make the team. So, <laughs> And that, that was kind of a, I guess you could say that's been my situation throughout my whole career. I've played on so many different teams, trials, so many different places, but um, it just felt like I've been unlucky sometimes. But at the end of the day, I just remember, like, I'm there because I enjoy it and I love it. And if I keep playing and I keep coming back, for example, Chattanooga, then one day, you know, somebody's going to see me, some kid's going to see me and be like, that's my favorite player. That's who I want to, you know, be like. So, Yeah, that's great. Now, we're... I, I, that's exactly what you, you want to like. You want to hear that somebody's following their passion and that they, you know, they want to be somewhere. Um, where did you go to college? Did you go on a college scholarship? Did you walk on like? Um, yeah, college. Don't even get me started about college. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to, you know, get a Division One scholarship like everybody's, you know, trying to do, trying to play for the best colleges, and that didn't work out. But last second, literally, last second, I didn't know where I was going to be in college, and I went on. Um, I think it was High Point University, like a, um, what do you call them? Like an open. Like an ID camp type Yeah, thing? an I ID camp. Yeah, so I went to ID camp, and this coach from a Division two school saw me, and he said he literally saw me just dribble through the middle and just score a goal and just casually walk back to the, um, you know, the midway line just to get started for the next play. And he was like, you just ran through the whole team just casually, didn't even celebrate, you know? But I was so used to, you know, failing in my career that I was just like, I just hope somebody sees me. And that coach saw me. He gave me, you know, a decent scholarship. And I went to Lees McRae University in um, Banner Oak, North Carolina. And then after that, two years, and I transferred and went to Reinhardt University, who we played at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah it was a good program. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. They're, they're like family there. So, And I, it's a big testament to the coach there, Joey Johnson. You know, he gave me a big opportunity to actually come here because through him, I had a connection for uh, Chattanooga. And he was the one who got me into trials and just connected with Coach Fuller and then obviously Coach Rod, too. Nice. Um, where did you play? You, you played in Maryland before this. How did you end up playing with Maryland? How did that? Or, and you play, also played Tri-City Otters in the PDL. So oh, you, you yeah. didn't play too far from here. Uh, that yeah. was, your, was that after your senior season or before your season, senior season that you played at Tri-Cities? Um, so I played two years, well, two summers at Tri-Cities, and one was 
the year after I transferred from Lee's McCray. So I would say that was 2018. And then the next year was 2019. So um, the first year was okay with Tri-Cities. You know, I think I scored one, maybe assisted one. And then the next year, I just, I really started scoring a lot of goals and I did well. So a lot of people, they know me there. So I have like people who are like family there. So, you know, they took care of me. So it's funny, Tennessee, something about Tennessee when I play <laughs> here, you know, I really enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, that's great. And then how'd you end up at Maryland after that? Oh, um, obviously you're from Maryland, but like, I don't know if that's the connection. Yeah. After college, I kind of, I didn't have any trials. I didn't have any agent or any connections whatsoever in the pro game. So I was just looking to make my own way. And I literally just paid for an open tryout to Maryland because I was watching them, watching the players they signed. I said, I, I think I can sign for this team. I think I'm good enough. So came to the trial. You know, they said they wanted to sign me immediately, but they put me with the reserves for three or four months. Um, I don't know the reason, but they did that. And then I, I, you know, I signed with Maryland, got my opportunity, and now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, Roddy, take us to... Take us through your your soccer life and your life. Where'd you grow up? When'd you start playing? So it's actually kind of crazy because I have, I've actually lived in three states, which a lot of people don't know. So um, I was born in California in the Bay Area. So um, me and Kevin Gonzalez always have those conversations about the Bay. Um, but I moved out to Colorado at like a super young age um, and really just started playing grassroots. Like, I don't know, like, what do you call it? Like rec soccer. A super young age. My dad was coaching. Pretty simple, and um, and then I get to Michigan at like seven years old, and just started playing um, club soccer. Like I was playing every sport at the time. Like I loved at the time. I didn't even know I wanted to play soccer. Only I was just playing. I was playing baseball, basketball, track, anything I could really play. And and I, I was actually I, th I think at a time I was better at baseball to be honest. But you both said that you you played all the sports. You guys think that helped you? <laughs> it's funny because yeah. in the um in the car over here we we're having that conversation because um. We, we kind of said, like, a lot of the, the, the best athletes we know, like, played everything. Because um, as much as, like, focusing on only soccer is, like, good and all, like, there's so many things you can take away from other sports. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, like, I don't know, like, we sometimes we'll be at sports barn and, like, so our whole team is just playing basketball. And some of the guys are actually pretty good. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, I think I think it helped me a lot. Like, saw some Insta I saw some Instagram. Yeah, with, with some guys guys that can shoot. I got a little jump shot. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I, got, I got a few videos of Roddy. I was, I was like, Taylor's looking at Roddy like it, like he might have some uh, some dirt on Roddy's uh, <laughs> a basketball game. No, nah, it's fun. We we enjoy it. It's really fun. But yeah, you can kind of tell there's a lot of guys that played more sports than just soccer. Um, I think it probably helped me, especially like I I was playing baseball for a while, and I think my team my team was good. We were going like state semi-finals type stuff and then i remember one day like i just didn't touch the baseball at all i was playing like center field or something and i didn't i didn't do anything i think i was at bat twice and maybe didn't maybe didn't got on base one time or something and i looked at my mom i was like i literally didn't do anything today like i don't want to do that and i just quit and it wasn't for any other reason like i just I, i'm more of like i'm such a hyper body like i'm i constantly have to be doing stuff throughout the day like i can't be like i, I play golf quite a bit but golf you're never sitting still like people don't realize like like i played golf yesterday with um with colin actually and you're constantly like thinking about your next shot constantly moving like trying to find your ball blah blah we got a, we got a few golfers on this team yeah. we actually do i heard i heard tate is like tate tate is good yeah and the well thing, that's what they say i've never seen it no i i i haven't seen it either yet but i want to I, I need to play with him because my best friend at home actually he, he played golf at loyola so last time i played with him he shot like a 65 so we so we like yeah so like i i grew up on a golf course actually in michigan so um i gotta play with him but he's also someone i think that like 
played a lot of sports growing up like basketball yeah. golf soccer mm-hmm. and you can see it because on the field he gets stuck in situations and like he just can get out of them because i feel like if with just being such a, like he's like he has like a good like athletic mindset like he knows how to like get out of situations and stuff like that so um yeah when you ask people like and I don't know how you guys feel about this, yeah. but there's several players who have said like Tate's the most athletic guy on the team, and we're like, why? And it's like because at every sport, yeah, he can play like at like the highest level of in, like on average. Yeah, it's so weird. There's so yeah. many people that are like that. Like I was talking about my friend, the golfer. Like he, like he's not he's not like a he's not like a real athlete. Like he can't like he's not gonna be running or playing football or nothing. But everything that's like hand eye coordination, like he's so if he's, if he's throwing a football, he's gonna be throwing oh, and catching he, no problem. Like if you go to the bar with him and play darts, like he 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 hasn't played darts in like a year. He he beats you. Or, like, anything like that. Like, hand-eye coordination, he's so good at. And I feel like Tate's, like, good at, like, those kind of things. But that's also why I was saying, like, when I grew up, like, playing everything and, like, doing track and stuff, like, helped me so much. I felt like if I just was playing soccer, I don't think I, I probably would have even, like, maybe became a professional, honestly. But, yeah, so I was in, um, so I moved to Michigan at, like, a young age, like, seven years old. Um, and I grew up in just, like, a suburb, like, outside of Detroit, like, neighborhoods and, like, we got lakes over there and stuff, so... All the kids, like, my backyards, like, where we lived, there was, like, a road that bent. So all the backyards, like, touched each other. And we had, like, six boys all in the span of, like, three or four houses. Oh, wow. So we would play everything. And um, that's kind of when I was, like, really just obsessed with every sport. And then eventually over the years, I, I was I was playing high school basketball until I was a sophomore. And then um, I, I just eventually started kind of, like, just washing those ones out and realized that I want to just play soccer, so... Now, did you then go play college soccer? Hi, did you play high school soccer? Did you play club? What did you do? Yeah, so it's my, my club career, my, well, my youth career is kind of funny because I I was, um when I was super young, I always thought I was like a pretty good soccer player. Like, obviously, like within club soccer in Michigan, I would do well. And then I was at like an age where um you transition to play academy. So like you turn you turn 15 and they tell you, they sit you down and say like, okay, like you're, you're going to go to the academy team or you're not. And we had, at the time we had a tie with Columbus Crew Academy. So anyone who was going to play academy was like signing homegrown contracts with Columbus Crew. So it was like a big deal. Like people like players were like really like fighting for those spots like at a young age. And a lot of guys would get opportunities to go play with the Crew Academy. And like we had some guys go national team through that and all that stuff. So um, they sent me down at 15 and they told me like, like I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to the academy. And I had been, I had been playing for the same youth club since I was like, what, 10 years old. So I was 15. I'd been there for five years, and they, they put in your brain. They're like, "You're gonna play academy. You're gonna play academy." Like, or like, "This is your goal." And then I didn't. I didn't play, and it, it it really messed me up like bad. Like I was like, I couldn't even see a path like where I was gonna go in soccer. Yeah. And um, I actually got like I actually got in some trouble when I was in high school, which I'm not gonna necessarily talk about. But um, it really got me like it got me it put me in a place with my parents where like they were like, "You can't. You're not doing anything. Like you you can't hang out with these friends. You, you're you're like." You can only go soccer home. Like they were tracking everything I did, and it changed. It literally changed my life because I was probably going down a route where I was not going to make it as an athlete. Like there's no way. And then um, I just remember I was hanging out with my high school soccer team every single day. I wouldn't do anything else but play soccer. Like we'd go to the field sometimes twice a day, just only playing soccer. And it was like a six month period where I turned from being like an average club player, and then the next year playing club soccer. Like they basically took me straight to the academy the next year. And then I went on my U18 academy year and scored, like, 17 goals and, like, was, like, top drawer, top 11 for for playoffs. I would, like, I, it was, like, the craziest year I ever had. And then after that, I went and played uh, college at Saginaw Valley State. 
which is um I don't know if you guys know where it's like a D two school in mm-hmm. northern Michigan. Um a lot of Detroit City players come out of there. A lot. People very good program. It's like it's like the best relationship you can have. Like I don't know why. I, I really only went there because all of my all of my college teammates that I was gonna play with, they all played for DCFC. So I was like I was like I, I knew about DCFC, but when I was with these Saginaw guys, like there were like seven guys on the team playing for them. So then I, I kinda knew I was gonna end up there, but just like something about that relationship was good. Like Saginaw Valley produces really good players like um I played for Andy Wagstaff over there. He's a good manager. He, he's now the manager of the Flint City Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, I still have a good relationship with him. And then Louis Barrow is the new head coach there, who was my college captain at the time, and he's taking over the program, and they're doing really well. So, that's great. And the Flint City Bucks are also really good. Really like, good. Yeah, it's youth just, de- one of the best youth development clubs in the country. It's weird. Something about Saginaw Valley, like they just we like. There's some good players that come out of there. Connor Rutz is out of there. Yeah. Um, Azad Liadi. I don't know if you know what that is. He plays. He's like one of my best friends. Plays at Loudon. He just made his debut for DC United this year. Oh yeah, that's he uh, he did really well in League One like yes. last year. Yeah, that was my so that was, yeah that was my college roommate. So nice. it was like it was me, Azad, and Rutsi all like college teammates at the time, and we didn't do necessarily well in college soccer, but as a team, but like we like that like people need to watch out for players coming out of Saginaw Valley. I swear. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that is for sure the case. Uh, I was just thinking of the Tom Segura bits bikes. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for, for fucking for, Connor Rutsi. Oh my god, god, another another one the other week. Like Taylor's next. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I wouldn't uh, count that out. And then he'll only be three behind Connor yep. uh, for Nisa Gold scored for bi- on bikes. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. So Taylor, I, th- not I, think, I, think Gold, your, I mean? I think your goal should be a rainbow into a bike. Well, he tried a rainbow in the box <laughs> uh, Saturday uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, that one didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll definitely be. What does Rod say to you after you after you try a rainbow? Does he say anything? Does he? Um, nah. No, he doesn't say anything. Man. I mean, better for you, you're in the far left corner, so you probably can't hear him. I think when I do that sort of stuff in training, like um, one move Roddy knows I love to do, um, it's like a 360 turn where you just get the ball and you're just literally spinning with it and just keep it attached to the inside of your foot. And, I've um, seen people do that. I can't, I, yeah. I can't, I can't make a 180. It's weird. I literally can't do it. No, nah, Roddy can do it. He just doesn't want to um, try as much. But uh, <laughs> I like I like his faith in you. No, it's because he, he he's just so good at it. I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Look at those it, silky smooth feet, man. He does it. In, he does it in like rondos and stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah. it works. We're just a, spins around. Yeah. yeah, me and Roddy were talking about it the other day, but uh, Rod is always like laughing when I do it in the rondo. He'll just laugh. So I'm I'm sure in a game he doesn't mind it because you know it gets the fans going. So. Oh yeah, it 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 gets us very pumped. You're gonna get one of those rainbows. Um, and into a goal, it's going to happen, or into an assist, or if that if that or, lands, or into a foul in the box for a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, how did you end up in Detroit City then? Like in your pro career, is it just coming out of the? Was it just coming out? You signed a contract coming out of college? Yeah, I got. Cause I know you were playing there in college, but like, yeah, I know. The thing is, I kind of got a little bit lucky because I was on like the same timeline that DCFC was. Uh, that's kind of how I was explaining to people because I went there out of college and I had a really good first year. I was like only 19 years old playing MPSL and I was starting, I was like the youngest one on the team every year. Um, we did really well. We went to MPSL semifinal. I actually missed a penalty in that game. And I was like 19 missed a penalty for like 8,000 people. The first penalty kick as well. It was, it was like the hardest thing. And I was just played the next year, played there as well under Ben Pierman, the Memphis coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, at the same time I was still playing college. So I, I was at Saginaw Valley state for two years. And then I ended up transferring to um, spring Arbor. So Spring Arbor is like an NAIA school in Jackson, Michigan. Um, and my brother was there. So my I have a younger brother that plays as well. And he, um, the coach there was Nate Miller, who is um, San Diego Loyal assistant now. So I played for him for like a year. 
And at the same time, I was still playing for Detroit City in the summer. Um, and then they were turning pro the same, like, years I was in college. So, like, they were, we were MPSL and then um, turning into, like, we did, like, MPSL members. That members cup thing, right? yeah. And then I was, like, at the time, I was, like, debating on going back to school or not. But I wasn't very good at school, so I was ineligible. Like, there were a couple times I was ineligible in college. Like, school for me, I, I, a lot of people who know me know I just, I've always kind of struggled passing my classes. And so at the time, I was like, well, if I go back, I'm going to not be able to play soccer. And, like, I feel like at the age, that was the worst thing that could happen. So I literally, I remember having a meeting with Trevor. I just sat in his office and, like, gave him my whole situation. was like, I, I want to stay here. I wasn't even playing a lot. I went from playing, like, a lot my first two years at the club. And then, um, obviously, Trevor came in and was bringing ex-pros, guys who were 20, in their, like, older 20. So it was a bit harder for me to play. But I knew, like, I was like, I just want to stay here and, like, play under him and just try to get better. And then. Over the years, I just kept sticking around and was getting my minutes up, making my pro debut, scoring my first pro goal in the first NISA game. So it was kind of crazy how it all worked out, but it's kind of just, like, I just kept pushing and just hopefully, like, things were going to work out. So, yeah. All right, changing gears a little bit. What number do you wear? I wear 19. Why? Why do I wear 19? <laughs> there doesn't have Why, to be is there a theory? There doesn't have to be a profound reason. What's the favorite number, though? Okay, my favorite number is seven. Okay. But... It's it's because when I was younger, I my first soccer jersey was number seven. Like it's not even a specific reason because of Ronaldo or nothing. Like I literally, I have pictures of me wearing seven at like I don't know, like seven years old. Um, and then I just I didn't really wear it too much until I got to college, and it just came back around. And I just one of my college teammates, Pablo, just started calling me RG seven and making jokes about my number seven and stuff. And then went to my next school, Spring Arbor, I was number seven. I changed my kit to number to DCFC. So I feel like for a long part of my career, that was the number I wore. And then obviously Ian Saro has it now, which obviously rightfully deserved. He's been really good this season. Um, but then I was 19 one year in Detroit. So when I came here and like they were like, oh, what are the numbers available? Like um, Jordan told me 19 was available. And I just like, yeah, I'll take that. That's the one I wanted anyway if I wasn't seven. Just because I've been it before. So yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Taylor? Um, you just asked me what my favorite number yeah, well, is. Well, what number do you wear and why? And then what's your favorite number? Like they all, they kind of okay, go together. Cool. Um, well, 22. I chose 22 just because it's... 2022 and <laughs> i like it that's, that, okay, that's a good vibes answer i'll take that. and everyone in the crowd's wearing 22 as well yeah, yeah, yeah every so. everyone's wearing taylor's that's a, jersey that's a trip. so my jersey that's sales are trip. off the charts so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead but um yeah I, I guess other than 22 i'll probably pick obviously like 10 when it comes to like the best players that ever played you know there were 10 um one special number to me i'm not gonna go into a long story about it but um 47 when i first joined maryland bobcats um, that's a number that's really special to me. And it's like, it's one of those things that is only special to me because even my mom doesn't know why I like 47. But before when I'm, I was going through that, you know, that time period where you're looking for trials, you're looking for opportunities and it would just be like, I'd be looking on the wall and 47 will pop up. Um, I'd be looking at, um, the time and it'll be 1147 or it was just 47 kept popping up, you know? And then Maryland Bobcats, we had, like, signed, like, 30 players who took all the jersey numbers. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I don't know what jersey number I want to choose. And I was literally like, I don't want any number above 30. And then I was just like, why not 47? <laughs> you know, because I'm seeing it everywhere. So yeah. so that's kind of my special number that, honestly, I would like to wear it one more time in my professional career. But maybe for the, the last team I played for. So the first and the last. There you go. Love it. So I was I was personally offended and hurt that you did not keep 47. Uh, when you joined CFC, yeah. tell him why. Tell him why, Matthew. 
because it's a great number. I so I hate traditional numbers in soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, he decided this like I midway through last year. Yeah, it was it, it was a relatively recent development, and uh, like I like it when like Travis Ward wears the eleven as an outside back. Yeah. That is fun. <laughs> like that is good and fun. Colin wearing the eight as a center back, excellent. Uh, Tate Marcus wearing ninety nine as the striker. Mar- yeah, Marcus wearing ninety nine is perfect uh, for for a striker. Like Tate was a was a mostly a center midfielder last year wearing the number seven, yep. which is also cool. And then he goes. To, uh, to number two, which I don't like him when you I don't like when you change your number. Yeah, like once you once you come here, uh, with certain exceptions, like if you're like like Juan Hernandez originally was like thirteen and then he was nineteen and then he was number ten because like Juan and yeah, Juan yeah, is the yeah. ten. You know? And he also literally played the ten for like five seasons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like I I understand that that progression, uh, but like oh, for a lot of guys, and maybe this is just because like of of CFC history, but a lot of guys just got a number and just stuck with it just year after year. Like Jordan would wear Jordan Dunstan would wear 21 just year after year. So left, left center back. Like it's so funny. Cause I'm so the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> like I would love it when players wear their like natural kit numbers. Oh, Me too. I Me love too. that. It's my Me thing. Too. Like I'm, I'm the type, like I'll be playing FIFA ultimate team and I have to, I put my Change players, the numbers. I put my players cause I want to see them on the pitch. Know who's who seven and the to, 11 yeah, where yeah. they're supposed to be. Me too. I don't know. Me I too. just, I don't know. I just love that. Yeah, um, he's the worst. Like if I I'm, if I'm I with if I started playing if I was playing in the midfield, if Rod Underwood was like Roddy, you're gonna become a six. Like you're just gonna play the center defensive mid. I'm trying to wear the number six. I'm gonna just be the part. <laughs> Good man. I don't Good know why. I just that's that's how I love that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Who is the who is the guy that signed for LA Galaxy from Barcelona? Uh oh, Ricky Puig. 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 Yeah, Puig. Like he's a he's kind of like a winger type player, like winger ten type player. Wearing the number six. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Yeah, that's wild. That is awesome. More of that, please. What is your, uh, and I'll let whoever wants to answer first, what is your ideal position? Not necessarily what you play here, but what do you think your ideal position is? Dante. I guess we're kind of similar in a way, but um, I think for me, I love the 10, but it seems like most teams that I play on, I kind of just gravitate to the left wing. And then I also play up top. But I just love anywhere where I can just do whatever I want to do, lose <laughs> lose the ball, and you know Colin's got my back or somebody else has got my back to you know put in a tackle and just clean it up for me because sometimes I can be a little bit uh, I don't know what the word is maybe creative yeah yeah you know and any any creative artist or whoever you know they're gonna mess up a million times before they have that one genius play so ready yeah I'm not sure but. It's tough because I'll play. I'll play anywhere up front. Like I love playing up front. Like I'll play the nine, the left, the right. Um, I don't really. I don't really know. How do you feel about the eight? The eight? No, it's not for me. <laughs> uh, I think. I think Roddy's a goal scorer. I think he loves to score goals. Yeah, that, that's what it is. It's like if, like, as long as I'm somewhere where I'm, I can get chances, then it's fine. Like I'll play in the front too. I don't mind. You played a bit of right wing back for Detroit in the last uh, in your pro career. Right? Yeah, I did. I did. That was that was a bit. Um, that was a different. Definitely a big change for me. Um. I think it was just more of the system we played. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically have like a pretty good. I usually have pretty good service, like crossing. And those wingbacks got forward a lot. Yeah, so I was. I wasn't really. I didn't really have the biggest defensive role, but my thing was just to get down the right side, use my pace, and try to cross it, which I didn't mind. I actually, wingbacks a fun position. It's a really fun position. As long as as long as you're playing in an offensive system, yeah, not a defensive yeah. system. <laughs> like, and there were some games where I had to play right back. And oh, you play straight up right back? Yeah. Oh, a couple times. I think I played. <laughs> I came on as a right back against like. Atlas and some other teams, and I remember I came on against Atlas um, from Liga MX, and I was hard. I think it was maybe I was hardly warmed up, and the left winger had fresh legs. He came on maybe five minutes before me, and he just first thing he did, he 
he received it and pushed it past me and i was i couldn't even i couldn't even run i remember thinking like oh my gosh like what am i doing like just right back i don't know it might not be for me but it was a little it was yeah so heard uh favorite players growing up any any soccer idols um i have hundreds like i just literally you can ask roddy i sit there and watch soccer videos all day you know just watching it for the specific player but a little ronaldinho uh some yeah. ronaldinho youtube videos or yeah whatever. exactly yeah <laughs> i was actually watching ronaldinho two days ago so but i would say my favorite would be neymar for sure he just doesn't care when he's on the field he does anything any skill any ability that he has he's gonna use it so do you, do you ever watch are you watching those videos just for like the vibes or are you watching them going like how does he do that how do i figure that out both <laughs> i mean like because you know it is vibes watching them play and you makes know, you happy them. yeah yeah and it makes you motivated for you know each game because you can do something that you've never done before you know i'm not the type of player that wants to do it's good obviously as a professional to do the same thing every day and to be that guy that just does that that one thing that gets the team going but i think sometimes I, i'm just looking for that constant inspiration to keep finding my love for the game every time i step out on the pitch my favorite? Mm, I don't know. Probably Ronaldo. But not really just, not like recent, like just, I remember when I was, when I was like, how old was I? Like maybe 10 years old. Like that was like, that was the player. Like every, I remember every single soccer tournament, every kid was trying to be Ronaldo. Like high socks, cut Mo socks, Mohawks, Mohawks. Like yeah. every kid had a Mohawk, like the wrist tape. That was like a different era. I remember he changed, he literally changed so much about the game. Like I can't say that, um, he's necessarily better than Messi because I'm not I'm not a moron. But <laughs> but but no but um Ronaldo like did he did he was like different he was a different level for us. Like he changed the culture in a lot he of did, ways. He did, he did. Like players still wear their cut socks certain ways and shin guards and wrist tape. Like nobody did that. Like like before him, everyone the Premier League was like just very physical and tackles and blah blah and like not, and not very no one, fun. Yeah, like he brought so much excitement to the way people play, like I still go back and try to like try to imitate things he does in the field. Like people think he was really complicated step overs, all that. But a lot of times he would just get it and like run forward. Just Dude, some forward. of that was just pace and power, pace man, and where he push it past you and just run past yeah. you. And then if you try to push him off, like he was strong. Yeah, and, and if you touch him, he goes down. It, it makes it impossible. And then he would, him. and then if you didn't, he would shoot so hard with yeah. either foot. Yeah. Like, yeah, one yeah. of the, in his prime, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And, and just like the mentality he has is just, he also changed the game with how people work out and how they eat, how they t how they sleep. Like, I mean, this guy was just different. He was a different breed. Oh yeah, I mean, look at he, even though he's not as good as he was, and Matthew loves to be, like to trash him. His he's, like, kind of if, look now. at at, at thirty eight or thirty nine, whatever he is now. Look how sculpted he is. Like yeah. he obviously like takes care still at this at this time. He's like in his career, he could be coasting and just getting a paycheck. Yeah, and he's whether he's good or not isn't the question. He's not Spoiler taking alert. it. He is just catching a paycheck. No, he's <laughs> he is still like he's still giving it his all, right? Like he's 100%. still very much only on offense. People, people kinda, he's like he's like Allen Iverson these days, like old old like old Allen hey, Iverson. Hey, like careful, he 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 works really hard. I will hear nothing on, bad about AI. He hurt, works really really hard on offense, and well, he doesn't really play a lot of defense. Uh, if you're work, if you're relying on Ronaldo for your defense, you're also in trouble. Yep. Uh, favorite teams growing up? Do you guys have favorite or favorite teams now? Oof. Let's go. Well, do this uh arsenal yeah. are we diving in this oh. conversation no yeah it's a, it's a big london there's a lot of london clubs in everyone in Taylor, I, I, really, I really liked you until, uh, <laughs> I, until I, I tried to, i tried to keep my mouth shut but I, I knew i had to say it at some point no he I just looks it. like an arsenal fan like you can just guess that 
You know, you know why you can guess it because he likes to play pretty soccer and he likes pretty soccer. And if you grew up like and you're roughly anywhere between the ages of 20 and like 35 and you liked pretty soccer, you're an Arsenal fan. That's true. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, that is true. Like it is a little bit of a fault, but we still like you. But, you know, everybody <laughs> who do you support? I, no, I don't have a uh, Fiorentina in Italy. I don't have Ooh, a Premier League team, which Fiorentina. means I just get to I trash. Like I, like I get that. to trash everybody's Premier League. <laughs> okay, team. that's fair. These are something a bit different. Also, all my friends were Arsenal fans for the longest time, like just so many of them. So now they're not now they're get, they're good again. Like Arsenal's very good this season. Yeah. It looks yeah, like they're 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 fun to watch. They're, like. they're really fun this year, but they've been terrible for a little while. So I've been nicer to them. But I used to answer <laughs> who's your if you'd ask me who my favorite team was, I used to be asked who's who's Arsenal playing this week. Week, and that and then like I would just say that team just to mess with my friends. Unreal. <laughs> but I mean now they're all Spurs and like Spurs have also gotten good though. I'd like to make I liked making fun of Spurs and I still like making fun of Spurs a little bit. But there's like they're kind of lovable because they you know always lose nah. in the end. <laughs> nah, I'm not having it. You love to see them lose. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is fun. It is fun. And then you're a Chelsea fan, yeah? Yeah. I mean, my dad's a Chelsea fan. Like that was growing up because that era was like what Man United and Chelsea were like top. Just whoever like the one game oh on TV was like yeah it was always one it was like Chelsea ton or Chelsea um sorry Man United like the first Champions League final I watched was the one 2006 yeah oh wow. the first one I watched too by the way it was so yeah. good it was such a good went final. to penalties yeah and I mean I remember watching that I don't know where I was uh, but I remember watching that game oh it was uh I, I forget we were, I, I remember watching that it was just like I had no reason to watch. My friend dragged thing, me. My friend dragged on. my friend dragged me to somebody's house to watch it, and I didn't care at all. But it was just like an, one of the like little pieces of my like soccer journey that I I didn't even like soccer very much at that point. But like it was super exciting. So I was like, oh, who was is the cool. who is like the like legendary player that skied the penalty to lose the game? That was uh, Thierry Henry mm-hmm. in that game. I mean Thierry. I mean uh, John Terry. Oh, okay, yeah, he yeah. slipped though. He, he slipped. slipped. Yeah, he, he didn't. He, didn't his, sky, he, he like he literally foot. just slipped. He slips. Sorry, not Thierry Henry. <laughs> yeah, John Terry. No, he slipped. But that game was wild, honestly. Ronaldo, that was the first time he ever even scored against Chelsea. I think he still has maybe one goal against Chelsea. Now he's going to get a brace this uh, this next. No, no, no. Maybe he's only two oh, goals this season. Uh, <laughs> I love messing with. I, I love having no in, a rooting interest in the Premier League. It's great. You guys should try it. It's yeah, a you, wild. You can just make fun of well, everybody. Huh? And then they can't make. You can't hurt me. Like you can. You know. You can talk to me about Italian soccer. But you're basically a Leeds fan now. Let's not kid ourselves. Hey, Leeds America, baby. Oof. I I love it. I love it. Sorry, Roddy. Sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's a rough week to be uh, lead certified there. Uh, so first impressions of Chattanooga when you got here. Um, I know you both played here um, like as, as opponents and now you're here. But like, you know, kind of first impressions maybe when you when you first like showed up here and then impressions now living here. Um, Yeah. it's. I mean, the first time I, I, I've never even heard of Chattanooga at the time. Like, I mean, that's fair from um, what's it called? Uh. Living from like coming from like Detroit and like living in like a place like born in California stuff like I knew I don't know much about the South to be honest I still don't like I didn't know that Chattanooga was so close to Georgia I didn't even know all these cities were like right here sure like Atlanta's like close mm-hmm. and then you got Birmingham like I didn't know any of that so we came we came down for a preseason game against Chattanooga uh what year was it 20... 2019. When it twenty nineteen could be twenty eighteen it was when I, I was twenty years old it was like the summer. And we came down and played. We I think we had the home and away thing where we played. Oh, you guys. 20, 2018. Yeah, we played you guys. Uh, Didn't you score here. in that game? I did, did. Yeah, he did. In Finley, I was. We we're gonna get still there. my only goal in Finley. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, we gotta make a change. You got it. You got. We gotta work on that. Yeah, I gotta work on that. But um, no, we came down on like a sleeper bus, and that was the first time I've been on a sleeper bus. We left at like nine p.m. And we absolutely we woke up in the morning. We dominated you guys and you beat us two nothing. You know what's scoring. funny is we that team like I don't even know how we did that because 
we had it was like it was still like freezing in michigan people were like half our team were in college and we had like nobody like we had like we had like i think maybe eight or nine like guys who were like signed taylor it was like the it was like the flower city game like we crushed them and they beat us two nothing it might have been actually worse than the flower city game we were defending the whole game i couldn't get near the ball i remember i couldn't get near the ball but he got on the break he got on the break and scored yeah i got on a counter and scored but it was crazy we had like you know you know who's playing for us that game actually steven yunkai yeah he was playing for us i was just about to bring that up yeah we had we had like we literally had like (laughs) we we had like i think so funny no, we had like ten or eleven. We had like I think we had thirteen people that came. I think you had like thirty. Yeah, like yeah, we had, had Josh 13. Rogers, our our old captain who wasn't even playing anymore. He was like the first captain for that club, and he was like on the bench, like played it for us. But I remember thinking that game was crazy, like the fans. And then the next year we played you guys as well, and you guys even. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you remember? Then, did you play? It was in like the, five thousand, I think, the game we played you guys. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. It was big. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. That's when I knew I was like, things. Chattanooga is crazy. We got off the bus, and there was like. Chattanooga fans right there, Detroit City fans, like everyone like right there. Yeah, we, we are all tailgating together. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. wild. There was like, it was it was a good time. It was fun. That was, I, I do miss those days. I, I, I miss, um, like, I don't want to go back in time. Like, I'm glad we're, I'm happy yeah. where we're at. But like, I do miss like the newness of like playing. Because like, we, so we had all been like friends. I'd come up to Detroit for a game and like we were friends, like, especially online. But like, we never played each other. So the, the game you're talking about was the first game we'd ever played. Yeah. Like, so that was a bit, and then we dominated and lost, which was beautiful CFC it's fashion. Classic CFC. But we gave up a penalty. We gave up a, pe- I think it was like, we gave up a like penalty. Like 90th minute. And you guys scored like the penalty that. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it 2-1? It was 2-1. Yeah, it was 2-1. I don't like, know. I In my mind, it was 2-0 or nothing. something. And then, I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 your goal it, was the winning goal. It was goal a then. fun game though. And then we went up there and, and had the, uh, we tied 1-1. We got a red card. The Charlie Clark, like, you know, 40 yard chip or whatever. Yeah, Pierre uh, Bouquet. Pierre Bouquet. What's funny? What's funny about that down game a is man uh, in that game because David Perez got a red, red card. Forty third minute. What's funny about the game is I I was so unfit prior to the trip. Like I remember the coach saying like Oh, like we're going to Chattanooga to play. I was at college. I like drive from my college uh, from Saginaw to Detroit to catch the bus. Like we hadn't even trained yet. And I and I was like running around campus. Like I think I ran like four miles, five miles hard. I was like sick trying to get fit that game like because I, I hadn't been like think we weren't i don't even know what we were doing at college i wasn't even fit but i'm that was a yeah that was crazy taylor you uh when we talked about you made your debut here like what was uh was that your first time in chattanooga ever well try, yeah, no no i'm sorry i'm sorry tryouts my bad my bad what was uh so was you when you came down for tryouts and whatever else was that like your first time staying here were you just here for a day or two like and then what was your yeah what, what was kind of your first impressions well that game i told you to that I went to watch Torge. Yep. That was the first time I was in okay. Chattanooga. So, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful city. It doesn't really, it doesn't strike me as Tennessee. I don't know how to really, like, explain. It doesn't feel like the South. I don't know if you guys know that. I do, but I'll, I, I would love to. It yeah. really doesn't not feel like the oh, South. The, out, yeah. the outsider's perspective is good yeah. here. Because, I, I mean, I grew up here, so. Like, I was saying, like, maybe 20, 30 years, maybe more. But I was, I went to Nashville the other day. And obviously, Nashville's pretty, you know, that's a really popular city. But I was like, Chattanooga in a, in a couple decades, it will be literally potentially better than Nashville. You know, like it's a tough one on that because Nashville might be improving and it's yeah, a and historic city. But, I'd say it's better than but, Nashville or, now. Or but drown, when, I, when I say in tourism, let's say it'll be it'll be closer. It'll be closer yeah, to Nashville. I know, what you, I know what you mean with with the growth and like the good stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like the South. I think in a lot of ways, and I, obviously, like I'll say, like on this podcast, and I, I'll like I don't, I don't love the South, like. There are things I love, like a part of me is Southern, like, right. Yeah. Like I, I grew up here, like my, my history is here, whatever else. My parents aren't from the South. Like I don't identify with certain things from the but South. But it's your home. It is home. But like, I don't love, like, I don't love the state of Tennessee, mm. but I love Chattanooga. I love my city. Mm-hmm. 
Like this different. Like I yeah. am from Chattanooga, and I love Chattanooga. Memphis can fuck off. Nashville can fuck off. Knoxville can fuck that. off. Like I, that's. I, but I, the Chattanooga is the best. Yeah. So like I don't have a lot of Tennessee pride, not much. But I have a ton of Chattanooga pride, um, and I think a little bit of that is because like Chattanooga has a chip on its shoulder, and we've um, Matt and I know this from growing up here, like. Chattanooga's always been looked on like the little brother, the little sister, like city, because we're two hours from Birmingham, two hours from Huntsville, Knoxville, Nashville, Atlanta. So like there's a, and we've, we were like a rust belt city, like in the seventies, Walter Cronkite called us and sorry for listeners who've heard me say this before, but Walter Cronkite called us on national television, the dirtiest city in America. Like really? we had, like the whole, where the North shore is, where all the, where the, so there was factories all up and down the um, Tennessee river and it was like polluted. Oh, I didn't even it's know. Extremely that. polluted. You're on the North Shore, yeah. yeah. So like that the giant park, of? and and like if you if you think about where like if you know where Vista Cameron Harbor is and like the Spring Hill Suites on the river mm. on the downtown side, that was all factories too. That's why there's like the docks thing, like the whole yeah. like thing with like it looks like boats pull up. Right. Yeah, I mean they built I've nice new ones now, but all the like all through there was just like so that park was. You like can kind of tell. I can see like there's like the concrete and like the little. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of that's like old school river industry. Uh, uh, there's no. a lot of rails have been have been ripped up. Yeah, but you still yeah. see the rail yard right there yeah, when yeah. you're when you're driving in from like Nashville or Birmingham. Like there's still the rail yard like right it goes like right by the, wow. the interstate there. Like it's a, a industrial industrial city. And so we were thought of as being like you know just time. just like the you know ah oh, that's just where the factories are that's where the polluted shitty city is or whatever else and like people from here like. Obviously, took, took offense to that. Yeah, yeah, and I still take offense to that. So, yeah. like, you know, and so a lot of people think of us as like just a stop off between Nashville and Atlanta, and like that's fine. They can think that, but like that's not true. Like Chattanooga's better than Nashville and Atlanta. Like we don't have the traffic, we don't have like a lot of things. And it's so easy to get around. If you want to go to Nashville or Atlanta, you just hop on and like yeah. and go. So like that's I mean that's how I look at it. But that does I think there's a little bit of that with and there's some parallels between Detroit and Chattanooga in that like Detroit has a has and you can correct me if you don't think this is correct but the way i see this is like detroit's like went downhill after the kind of the crash of the automotive industry yeah. and everybody going like abroad for uh, automobile stuff but people who live in detroit are like no fuck y'all like this is like our city like we're still cool we're still like this is still a good spot it's so there's like a pride for those that are still around yeah that are like you know fuck the world like we don't say it quite like that in Chattanooga. We're not quite so like, you know, like that's a little bit like Northern Guard are different than we are. Like we, it's different styles, but it's, it's authentic to where you are. Yeah. It just but depends. It's, it's just depends. It's the same attitude though. It's kind of like when you look in the Premier League, like there's some like Newcastle's like, I kind of compared Detroit to like a Newcastle. Yeah. Like we're up there by ourselves, like just mental. It's crazy. And like, like look at what like the success that a, a third division club now a second division club in Detroit has had. Some of it's is a giant market, but some mm. of it is that people rallied around something and said, "Hey, this is cool. This is us. This represents us." And why does a, a random city in Chattanooga in Chattanooga that's a tiny city in the random place in the south? I mean, Taylor, you mentioned like what is this doing here? Like why is this like this? Mm. I don't know, but I think a piece of that is the like the pride that goes with like, hey, this is our city and all y'all, you hate us? Well, fuck you. Like, yeah, we it's love wild because when, when we first came here, I like, I'd been to the South quite a bit. My, my, um, my family originally is from like South Carolina. So like my, my great grandma's from like Columbia. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're, we go to South Carolina quite a bit, like every two years for Thanksgiving, we go there. So we drive through the South. My dad went to LSU actually. Oh, nice. So like, like we have, like we've been down here quite a bit, but like like going to like Chattanooga for the first time, I I, I was so confused because it did not seem like the South to me at all. Like it just seemed like it seemed like a Grand Rapids or something, like something from Michigan. It didn't seem like the South. Um, and even the guys like at my last club, like they love Chattanooga. Like people don't realize that they love. Like they always ask me. Like I remember when I was coming here, they were like a lot of my old teammates were like, "Dude, like Chattanooga is so sweet." Like they all like ask me about it constantly. Like they love Chattanooga, and and it's it's wild. Like it's it's you can get everywhere in like ten minutes. 
I've never been able to do that anywhere. Like I'll go times without leaving 15 minutes for like two weeks. Yeah. And you guys are in a pretty sweet place uh, being on the North Shore because you guys are in Red Bank, right? In City Green. City Green. Yeah. Which is kind of Red Bank, North Shore. And like from there, like the interstate's right there. Yeah. The traffic's not usually bad there. Mm -hmm. Like you can pop in. You don't have to get on the interstate. You can just cut through downtown. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. I mean, we get to, we get downtown in like five minutes. That's, that's, yeah, that's good. It's fantastic. It's good stuff. And that's good for quality of life because, like, you guys need to take care of your bodies and, like, you know, do the other stuff. So yeah. if you're sitting in traffic, like, after yeah. training for 45 minutes, like, terrible for your legs, right? Yeah, I mean, I did it for, like, a couple years, to be honest. I, I was driving, like, 40 minutes to get the training mm. and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I do not complain about, like, how close we are. I love it. Yeah, back in um, Maryland, I used to drive, I think, two hours yeah. on game day. Oh, yeah. man. That's was was we, What about training days? Uh, training was about an hour. So I, I can each handle, way um, or 30 minutes each way. So, well, an hour there, an hour back. Damn, dude. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel like that's normal. That's kind of more normal, though, isn't it? In I think in like, bigger yeah. cities, Baltimore, and Detroit, is. like you're just going to have that. Like you're going to have that commute time with traffic and distance and whatever else. But yeah, like if you want at home, if you want to go play like pickup or you like say you're playing in like a game. Just local game. Sometimes it's like 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just for one game. Well, they just go do that. I, I saw that uh, someone put up uh Someone put up a map on Twitter of like all the places that LA Force had played a home game in Nisa. Oh my! And it was just you know scattered across yeah, the yeah, Los yeah. Angeles metro. Are, are there more? Are there more home stadiums for LA Force or more teams in Nisa? More home stadiums. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> I mean, they've had like six this year, but that's not the point. The, the point is like you know, those guys still live in the same places that yeah. they always they always had. And LA traffic is always terrible. Yeah, yeah. like it's just. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think we have. Just one of those situations that's really lucky in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you guys have to deal with the when you want to go get on an airplane, like you got to. A lot of times you got to jump on a bus and go two hours to Atlanta and Nashville. So like, there's definitely a little bit of downside to living in Chattanooga and not having like a big hub airport. Like coming out of Detroit, you could probably catch direct flights in a lot more places. But yeah. yeah. Same with Baltimore and DC. But like, there there are benefits. I think quality of life for I yeah. like I don't want to move to Atlanta or, or Nashville in large part because of the quality of life and getting where you want to get. And, oh, yeah. the traffic in Atlanta is crazy. I yeah. know. I was like, I mean, actually, I guess I figured it was like that, but geez, it's bad. In Nashville, and the too. airport is insane. It's bad in Nashville too, because Nashville's like the infrastructure was made for just not, it's 400,000 people, 500,000 yeah. people. And now there's like 1.2 million or you know whatever what we need? it is. You know what we need? We need more trains. Hey, yeah. Don't get Matt started. Well, think, right. about, think about in, in England and Europe, like <laughs> you just take a train. Everywhere. Imagine Especially down here. You guys should have so many like I know. trains and stuff. Imagine think. if there was like airport to Nashville to Atlanta coming through Chattanooga and you could just catch an well, hour train. Mm -hmm. To the airport. I, would, I, would, I mean, Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore. Sorry, Birmingham. Like yeah. Nashville. Hundred percent. And there's lines running, but they're, they're, a, they're, they're a little slow. I mean, you got you got them a little bit up in up in the uh, like you can catch a train from DC or from Baltimore. I don't know if you came from Baltimore. From DC for sure, you can catch a train oh, yeah. in New York and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah from Baltimore, he runs right through Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I mean, people Baltimore. take people take one from Detroit to Chicago, and that's that's like a four and a half hour drive. Three, maybe three. I'd rather have somebody else drive. Get on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Yep. What would you guys be? Uh, what would you guys be if you were not a pro soccer player? What do you guys want to be? Maybe is a or, better question. Want to be, or what would you actually be? Either one, whichever oh, okay, one you like, whichever fair. one you want to answer. Go on. Um, I guess I love traveling, and one thing I never really got to do because I was playing soccer all the time is just skateboarding. Like I have a lot of friends who you know they go to the skate park and they're just popping an ollie on the three stairs and it's just it's just so amazing to me what you can do on a skateboard and the way i play soccer is kind of like skateboarding like i love to do tricks and just learn something new 
So I'll probably be traveling the world, doing some type of photography, video footage, and skateboarding. It's trying, crazy. Trying to be a pro, trying to be a pro skateboarder. Yeah, for sure, that for sure. Hell absolutely yeah. checks out. For I could see that. I could see that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now I can't unsee that. Um, I'm not sure. I think I probably like. I like music a lot. Probably try to be a musician. I love music. Like I, I, I think everyone who knows me, like you'll never not hear music playing in my house. Oh, puppy. Hey, buddy. What's Hi, up, Mix. Man? Come here. Hi. Hey, bud. Hi. Regular podcast guest, Mix. Love that. Regular appearances. <laughs> hey, Toby. Hi, buddy. Good boys. Come here. Good yeah, boys. I think I think I would I'd probably try to be like a musician or something. Like I I always um I'm trying to learn how to DJ. Yeah. It's a bit hard, which oh, I'm going to try to learn how to how's do. How's that going? I mean, I, I I haven't really started too much. I'm just looking into it right now, but um I I, I taught myself how to play the guitar a couple years ago Okay. Um, in college, which I'm not amazing at, but I can play. Um, so I think I would try to be like a musician or something, which is, I think that's like, outside of soccer and sports, that's probably like the biggest part of my life is just music in general. So yeah. I'll, I'll add on to that. That's yeah. like another dream of mine. Yeah. I love yeah. music. Me and, Tay, me and yeah. Taylor will like, we just li listen to music all day long. Yeah. Just, like listen we can't, no, nah, I can't, there's not a thing in the house I can't do without listening to music. Like it's not impossible. Same. I just got a big portable speaker this year, so. If I'm cooking dinner, like I'm playing music. You can ask Greg, my roommate's Greg. So like I'm just playing music all day, like nonstop. So I think I would try to do something in music if it wasn't for soccer. Nice. Uh any any music tips for the listeners? Any artist artists they gotta check out they might not have heard? Maybe not who I listen to. My 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 I think my best advice is just to listen to everything. You have to. Like you can't like like if you just listen to one genre like only, then I don't know. Like I listen to everything. I listen to I listen to some rap. I listen to like Oasis. Um, Oasis is like my favorite band. I listen to Coldplay still, um, and then I just listen to R and B like a lot. Like people like Tory Lanez and stuff. So nice. Uh, I guess I have a lot of artists that I could tell you guys about, but I guess since we're in Chattanooga, how do you guys feel about Isaiah Rashad? You guys know that. So like I know who yeah. he is, but like I don't know his music. Oh, okay, yeah, he's a he's a big rapper. He's he was actually in um the same group as uh, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. But I remember when I when I first came here, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to Chattanooga. Isaiah Rashad's from Chattanooga, so it's cool. Didn't he just get the key to the city? He got the key to the yeah. city presented by the mayor at Bonnaroo. Yeah. Really? And it's probably, I, there's probably a couple of his songs because like I'll, I'll listen to the radio now and then. There's probably some songs I know of his, but like mm -hmm. I, I've never dove into his stuff. I was in, I was in. Older I get, the less new music I find. So a little <laughs> bit of the question is a little selfish, me trying to figure out new music to listen That's to. That's all good. Yeah, because you really, I, I mean, it takes you a while to find out who you really like that much. Yeah. Yeah. Like and my then mom listens to the same music for the last like 20 years. Bro, I'm, get, I'm getting there, dude. <laughs> I'm getting she, there. She like will not, she doesn't even listen to new music at all. She's like, I think her playlist is literally like 10 years ago and it's the same like probably 20 songs. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting there, man. I was in a, uh, I was in a brewery in Nova Scotia uh, a couple months ago and just you know, chatting, humble with, brag, chatting with the uh, with the bartender, uh, and you know where I, where I'm from comes up, and I mentioned Chattanooga, and he's like, "Oh man, like Isaiah Richards from Chattanooga," yeah. and I did, at the time I did not know who he was at all, uh, and it was right it was like right before Bonnaroo, uh, and then when Bonnaroo happened, I was like, "Oh okay, well yeah, he's pretty big." Turns out, yeah. <laughs> like okay, and I I've just kept hearing the name over and over since then. Um, it's pretty uh pretty cool. Uh here's one. Denim jackets. Yay or nay? I, I wear I wear like jean jackets. Yeah. I wear them. I think they're fire. Uh it's a no go for me, but I mean they're cool. I don't know if it's my style though. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Well, uh you got yeah, I mean I think I wear them a lot. I had I like I wear them like I mean you'll see like, me in You are kinda from Canada a little bit. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like the North Face and like jackets, like I love that. Like 
some I need I want to get a Canada goose. Do you ever yeah. go do you ever go like full double denim? Oh yeah, but it's yeah. But it's not like I don't go jean I don't go like blue jean, blue jean. You can't do that. That's so what, a, that's what do you no-no. do? I'll go I wear black jeans or I wear like sweatpants. Gotcha. gotcha. I think you can wear them with like black jeans. Or like if okay. you have like okay. if you have like gray, I think that's fine. So you're you're putting an, an actual like stylish twist on it. Yeah, yeah. so double denim's fine, just not matching double yeah, denim. Yeah, you can't I think <laughs> not I Canadian think, tuxedo I don't think anything, like, like if you wear like a jean jacket, like a blue one and then like black jeans, I think that's fine. I just don't think you can do if you, I don't think you can do jean like blue jean. On can't go, jean. can't go full Kyle no, Carr for our can't listeners. Go full Kyle Carr. I might do that one actually. I might. Do that <laughs> yeah, one. there we go. There we go. I was just, gonna, I was just gonna say like yeah, you with the skater look. I could see you like skating in yeah, uh, yeah. with like a full jean, like unironically jeans head to toe. Mm-hmm. Like, I see him doing. Khaki you can pull it khaki. off. You can pull it off. I can khaki see Taylor doing khaki, khaki on khaki. Okay, I'll say this. I wouldn't. I haven't tried it to where I'm like wearing like you know a denim jacket like yeah. consistently, but. I'd wear it every once in a while, once in a blue moon. So the next time we have a, uh, the next time we have a home game, and you guys are doing those, like you know, walking into the uh, your your clothes for uh, for Ray, getting pictures yeah. uh, pre pre match. I uh, you gonna you gonna pull out some double denim for us? All right, sure thing. I'll do it for sure. <laughs> I don't even think I I'll have. Do I don't even think I have a, a like blue jeans. You said blue jeans. Yeah. Or what about a jacket though? Yeah, I have a, I have a denim jacket. Might have to rock it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Get, some, get some swaggy Let's denim. Let's go. Uh, what do you guys? How do you guys drink your coffee? Do you guys drink? I mean, you, Roddy, you I'm a big coffee, coffee drinker. Yeah, I'm addicted. I was to say, Roddy's drinking coffee right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you? Uh, how do you take your coffee? Or um, I'm not really that picky to be honest. I'm not like you know. Um, it's weird. I don't really like go into like the whole like specifics with like coffee beans and like what kind of coffee. Like, I really just need it. That's really it, and I just, like it a lot. It, it needs to be coffee. Yeah, because I was, and you need to have it. I have to because I was, you need a lot of it. Yeah, like it could be anything though. Like I just need the caffeine, honestly. Yeah, because I I kind of have like I have a weird sleep thing. Like I sometimes I've struggled to fall asleep or like in the morning it takes me a while to get ready for training, so I have to have coffee. And if I don't have any coffee, like honestly, I'll just have like a Celsius or something like last resort. <laughs> I'll do that. I don't care. I hear you. But the, we have some crazy coffee drinkers. Colin is a crazy one. Yeah, he could drink like. Me and him are like big like coffee guys. I'll find him at the airport and we'll go get a coffee. Yeah, I gotta get that. I, I use coffee for focus, so I get that. Like, yeah, I have bad ADD. I will, I grew up on ADD same, meds. Yeah, same. So like, but I'm not on ADD meds anymore, and coffee's like my substitute for yeah, that. Yeah, I took like, ADD meds as well. And yeah, I see. Like, must you have to? Yeah, like, and it's I, I'm more productive. Taylor I use knows. Caffeine. Taylor knows my ADD. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll be talking to me. I just <laughs> squirrel gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had I had my forty ounces this morning. So yeah. I'm what I'm what there. what kind of what kind of coffee places. Should I be going to around here? Because we go to, you know, where we go is, um, we go to what's the coffee place down the street? Uh, be caffeinated. Yeah, yeah. CFC sponsor. Yeah, we get um, a little discount. They're awesome. They're um, really so cool. they're great. Uh, so if you want, like, my favorite coffee in town is Velo Coffee Roasters down on East Main Street. Okay. Um, I'm not like a giant coffee snob. Yeah. Um, but I do. I like coffee. So like Velo has like a really good espresso, and then just they roast. It's they roast their own beans. They're one of the originals that I knew about first. Yeah. So like they're kind of like a special place in my heart. Um, Sleepyhead is also really good. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, I've been there yet though. The the girls were talking about that. On, I've been there as well. But the girls were talking about how like that's their favorite spot. Great vibe. It's that's the one that's down by the um, by the uh, theater by Tivoli by okay. the Tivoli. Um, but yeah, I, there's a lot of good spots. A lot of people like mad priest, which I like as well. I've only been there once. Um, and then, uh, what's the one that's on East main and then also on the North shore. Um, on uh, mean mug, mean mug. Oh, people I love mean mug. Well, yeah. Um, I had a bad experience there, so I've, I've not gone back. I need to go back. Like I just like, there's had a, like a rude, like one time person. I, I walked in yeah. there and they were just like, like 
angry we were there. You never been go go in somewhere and like the workers just don't want to be there. They, yeah, they don't want to be there. And yeah, they don't yeah. want you to be there. Yeah, and it's like I was just like I don't want to be where somewhere. Like yeah. you don't have to be like the nicest, but don't like act like you don't want me to be here. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was just weird. That's and fair. so like I haven't gone back. I need to go back though because it's a cool vibe. But yeah, uh, Velo is high on my list. Mad Priest is really yeah. good. See, I don't. I, I need to get more into like the really like cool just like low-key coffee places because I'm, I'm more like i'll go to starbucks but i just have to have coffee like have you ever heard of tim hortons yeah yeah that's like i'm addicted that's my favorite place on the planet it's good and and we don't we, you guys have it down here right no. we do yeah timbits no. crazy yeah but we have we have like we have tim hortons everywhere because we're so close to canada it's a ca canadian coffee company yeah, yeah like if you go to if you go to tim hortons in, in um in canada it's like a starbucks yeah yeah so it's, it's like people don't people like here like in in the in michigan at least when you go to like Tim Hortons is pretty popular. Like people are like in line and stuff. But if you go to one in Canada, it's like a Starbucks. Like people are like the lines huge. It's way nicer. It's pretty, bigger. it's pretty great. Yeah. I do enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Tim Hortons. We, I've got family or my wife has family in Ann Arbor. It's actually where uh, that, that Real Madrid Jersey comes from. Um, her, her cousin unfortunately passed away not to bring this podcast down, but yeah, no, that, go ahead. we got that pot. We got that Jersey, um, to, to honor him and then anyway we won't every time we go up there there's pictures of us from what's funny is i was funeral. that the year of that round with your jersey i went to the game when they played in ann arbor yeah so they played in ann arbor like against united yeah and they wore that jersey as well that that that, that exact summer i wow. don't i think that was it was like sold out it was like one hundred and ten thousand. like yeah ronaldo came on the, the pictures bench. the pictures from that game are still like legendary they, are they post them on bleacher report like all the time yeah, yeah. it's crazy yeah but so every time we go up there and like I just I love and that was my one of my first like Tim Hortons like mm -hmm. things was up there oh, for that. So good. So, like, yeah, it's simple coffee like it's not like bougie or nothing, but it gets the job done. It's so cheap. Like I'll get a coffee for like two bucks if I need it. And it's so good. yeah, I I I love coffee. I don't really like coffee shops. Yeah, uh, it's just not my thing. Yeah, um, and I am not bougie when it comes to coffee. Yeah. So I kind of I I really like I would drink if, if there was Tim Hortons like ground coffee in yeah. the, in the grocery store. I would drink it. exactly. Yeah, I drink McDonald's coffee. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I like don't the even ground coffee from the grocery store. <laughs> really? Because the, like, I'm so used to, well, number one, like like there's like the Folgers and things like that. And yeah. it's just a like kind of bad coffee yeah. in general. Uh, McDonald's is not the best coffee in the world, uh -huh. but it's just good enough. Yeah, it's just good enough. It just tastes good. And when you're going to have 40 ounces in the morning, like I usually do, yeah. like you just need good enough you coffee. Do. Yeah, yeah, true. 40 ounces is a lot. Yeah, he, he, he goes hard. He goes hard. Taylor, how do you, uh, do you drink coffee? Uh, not really. That's why I'm staying quiet over here. But um, <laughs> I no, make him no, tea though. I, drink, I make him tea a lot. Wait, yeah, do you drink caffeine tea. then? Um, are you just one of those people who like is happy to greet the day? I don't know about happy to greet the day, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Okay, my coffee is probably orange juice. Like, I wake up in the morning, and I'm literally like, all right, let me just chug, like, half a gallon of orange juice. So there you that go. That kind of wakes me up. Get, so. get, some, get some sugars and also get some, like, fresh fruit and, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Frankie and Trav were laughing at me the other day because they, um, they went, you know, to the grocery store. Went, I think it was Walmart. But um, they were really like, Taylor, you need anything? And I was like, just give me a gallon of orange juice. And they were like, yeah, we knew it, you know. So Nice. So, so neither of you are joining coach, uh, assistant coach Chris for tea. Well, I I actually uh, he's just crazy. <laughs> I don't understand him in this tea. He drinks he drinks like a. Have you seen how much tea he drinks? Yeah, he's yeah. I haven't he seen. He drinks like he's something told. like this big. Like he drinks something literally like like the biggest thing of thermos of just tea. Like for me, it's like a cup. He drinks like four, four cups in one thing, and it's Brits. gone by in like an hour. The Brits, Brits, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I like tea a lot. Like at home, we have like a, I have a crazy little tea and coffee setup. Like I have like the the little electric kettle and then the kettle and then like the coffee machine like I'll, I'll drink tea as well but he's crazy about it damn english 
Fought, a, fought a war to have to get away from, so we could get away from them, not to deal with their uh, their muddy water. <laughs> Breezy, do you want to do you want to ask the most controversial and most important question? Most important question we will ask on this podcast is for sure: uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I'm not having it. Nah, no. I love pineapple. Boom. You know what though? I love pineapple though. I love like fruit. Uh, you love fruit too. Yeah, but on the pizza, pizza pizza's good. Boom. Pineapple's good. But when yeah. but when was the first time you had when was the first time you had pineapple on the pizza? I don't know. Maybe but, like I might have been like seventeen. See, high school okay, probably. So, okay. Well, imagine like if like I love fruit so much and then I love pizza so much. They they I never would have thought they should be together. And then you eat it and it's like it's like mixing like two things and like. And by the way, it's not the, my favorite the pizza. Fruit on it, no. It's not, it's not my favorite pizza. Like I'm not going everywhere and ordering pineapple on pizza. But I love pineapple on pizza. Matthew does not. Trash. Um, so like this is you know very contentious on this uh, on this podcast. Well, people eat their food how they want. Like people put ketchup on eggs, and I don't do that. That's that's, me. that's also gross. See, like there's things people do. So if you like your food like that, but that's fair. I like so I like we were talking about this. Um, I don't remember with who, but like I like grilled pineapple. Like I've heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we had um. Didn't we have some at Rodizio? Oh yeah, Rodizio. They that do it, right? Really oh, good. that was fire. So like that was something I oh, didn't yeah, do till like really last good. year. Yeah. Like I, I or maybe two years ago. Like somebody was just like cut up the pineapple, like throw it on the grill, and I'm like, I thought they were like fucking with me. I was like, I'm not mm. putting pineapple on the grill. Like I'm not ruining <laughs> perfectly good pineapple. And they're like, no, no, seriously. And like and we threw it on the grill, and it is like, if you're gonna grill out, like that is the life changing like, way to finish your try grill. grilled pineapple and then on the pizza. Yeah, maybe you'd like it then. Or, I would, or is I it would, like that? I would be interested in trying that once. Yeah. I feel like it would change it. Because like, I can just taste like the pure pineapple on the pizza. Like, nah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it would be good, to be clear. But I'd be yeah. willing to try grilled pineapple. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then, like, try one bite and then pick the rest what, of them what's off. The, uh, what's then... the pizza like here? Like, do you guys just have, like, normal? Because I know, what's the pizza place that's pretty popular here? Uh, Like, Southside Pizza is pretty popular. Pizza Bros is pretty popular. Pizza Bros, yeah. Pizza Bros is great because walking distance from the stadium and they have food till late. So like that's where a lot of people end up yeah. after the game. Um, after CB, like, you can I think they close at eleven or midnight on on weekends. Saturday night. They close at midnight. So like you can still get like you can leave CBC after having like a, a beverage and hanging out. You can run over and get still get pizza. Um, and they're great. They're great pizza. But like, yeah. that's a good it's a good hack because it's just straight through the parking lot. Is there like a certain style of pizza in the South that's like popular? Because you know we have like Chicago, New York style, yeah, Detroit like style. That. Not really, no. Uh, I think, at least at least in Chattanooga, I think it's pretty a lot of standard. a lot of pizzas either standard or yeah. if someone went somewhere and they're like, you know what, I really like like New York style or thin crust or like whatever, they kind of make that the. True. Okay, I think okay. they're mostly. I think they're mostly imitating in the South, like the New York style. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Mostly, but it's not like it's not perfectly like New York style or anything. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't think there's not yeah. like a Southern pizza necessarily. No. I mean, like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's I mean, yelling about putting shrimp on pizza or something. But like, <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, like, a chicken bacon ranch, maybe Southern. Yeah, barbecue chicken. I don't know if people... Uh, do they Cajun, do barbecue like chicken? Cajun pizza Cajun or something. Pizza or something? I don't know. But yeah. That's got to be a thing. That doesn't sound bad. What's, Cajun pizza. Doesn't, it doesn't. What's pizza like in Baltimore? Is there is there a Baltimore or DC mm. pizza? See, I don't go to Baltimore a lot, other than when I'm just going for some... You know, because seafood's big in Maryland, but... um. Yeah. So yeah. what part of Maryland are you from? I guess I should, like... Um, uh, to me, Maryland's all Baltimore. So like, yeah, that's, I know yeah, that's, that's a shitty thing to says, say, so, but like, no, it, it's hard because like when I tell people where I'm from, I'm like, okay, I'm two hours from Baltimore, about an hour from DC. So I'm just gonna tell you, do you know what DC is? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, I'm from Southern Maryland, so okay. it's like, it's hard to even explain it. But uh, kind of like it, South it, adjacent, it, it, actually. It's, it's the it's the Chattanooga of Maryland. Okay. Let's <laughs> say that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the is there a pizza that's like typical to Maryland? Like you're no. talking about Chicago and Detroit. Detroit's got their own thing. Like Chicago's got yeah, their own thing. It's fire. 
my favorite spot that I noticed is like it's non-existent down south. Like I thought it was like everywhere because I just love it. Mm. I didn't like it when I was a kid, but it's like square. It, they always cut it in the squares. But it's called um, Lido's Pizza. So if you guys are ever like, in Maryland, Baltimore, D.C., wherever, like try Lido's Pizza. Like it's really good. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right. Um, what else we got here? Uh, do you guys like? Um, do you guys like seltzer? Or do you like beer, or do you like both? Do you like neither? Do you have since, a- since I've come to Chattanooga, I like beer a lot more than I did before. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be honest with you there. Um, I don't really have a preference, I guess. What is the beer that we... Um, Michelob Ultra. Yeah, yeah, he put me on that one. And I, it, it, for me, it tastes like water. It's, yeah, so it's, it's light. Like, yeah, it's light, light beer, and it's nice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my, you know, like, mo- most of you guys know my dad. He's, mm-hmm. he's yeah. pretty active and... Um, we always have beer in the fridge at home, like. But he'd be drinking like standard, just like Miller Light or Bud Light. So he's a light beer guy. He 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 likes. He's not like crazy into like IPAs and stuff. But I think he he like tries to bring. I think he was trying to bring some beer home from Chattanooga. Nice. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not really a crazy. Like it's the same. It's the same with me and coffee. Yeah. I'm not like really trying to find like the craziest type of beer and like this is what I drink. Like yeah, just whatever's yeah, whatever. Like, I like I like um Stella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the I think that's like the best beer, but I'm not buying that all the time because it makes you feel heavy. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna right. like. I mean, we don't obviously with our schedules like we're not drinking a lot anyway. But if I was to just like really just pick one beer for the night, like maybe Stellas are good. Just a bit expensive, yeah. but yeah. yeah. You guys would have to ask uh, KG about Coronas. He hates them. <laughs> <laughs> Says it tastes like piss. So oh, we gotta <laughs> ask KG about <laughs> that. He's a Mo- Modelo guy. Is it Modelo? Yeah, oh Modelo. yeah, Modelo. Yeah. Which I feel like is a lot of people feel that way. I've always, so when I worked for a beer company, and I don't know if this is even true, but they always used to say, like, uh, Corona's a white people beer, and Modelo's a Mexican beer. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what that's what Kevin says. And by the way, that's you can see that. Well, that's what he says, but, like, that's kind of, like, the, his, yeah. the vibe, like, so that I be- he gives, us, gives off. Like, I don't want to, like, say that, like, you know, it has to, like, that's how it has to be, but I definitely witnessed that at the grocery store. Like, you're in the grocery store doing your job, and you, like, everyone that comes and gets a Corona, yeah. like, nine out of ten customers are, like, middle-aged white people. And, like, the Modelo <laughs> is a lot of times, like, your dude coming after work, like, it's covered in paint, it's like, like going, dude, it's like one Mexican food and like going to Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. You, like, get, yeah. you go to Taco Bell, like you get like the Corona. You're not gonna get like I don't know. Which by the way, he, I he like changed my mind on it. Now if like I want like that kind of beer, I'm, I'm I prefer get Modelo. I prefer Modelo, but I'll drink a Corona. Like, well, yeah, I, Corona. I have I have no qualms about drinking a Corona. Uh, and those, I, I remember we went up to Mexico uh, last last year. And where in Mexico? Uh, Cancun. Yeah, Cancun. Yeah, and, we're playing and, El Carmen actually, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. yeah. And those, Carmen's class. Those, yeah, those Corona lights were just. Mm. We drank uh, all day in the sun. So the, cro- the Corona lights are like three and a half percent, I think. Yeah. So they're l- very low alcohol, and we drank I don't a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know how many of them. <laughs> I believe it. I love I love Cancun. I've been I've been to Mexico like surprisingly I've been there like five times. Nice. I oh. love it. I love Mexico. Like I, if I could like if I could live in Cancun for a bit, I think yeah. it's class. Playa del Carmen is my, is, so Ellen and I got married there. Really? It's like, yeah, that's ours. And then we went that's back cool. for our 10 year wedding anniversary. Matt and some other friends came with us and like we did a week on the beach and it was awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Something about just like cities on like the water like that. I just mm-hmm. And like I, Mexico's got a really chill vibe. Like I don't know, I'm not claiming I know all of Mexico or anything, but like my times in Mexico have been amazing. Yeah. Same. Mexico City is also cool. D- totally different thing. But like, yeah, because really I haven't, cool. people, because when you go there, there's like people are like, oh, you have to be careful. You have to be aware of these things. Um, or these things because it is it is like a city that has a lot of like the crime rate like obviously there's a lot of things going on like any other city but at the same yeah. time it's like I don't know I've never had really a crazy bad experience there I love it and the people are so nice yeah everyone is so so nice same 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 my experience is exactly yeah. the same uh, 
we get a lot of different answers to this question, so I'm curious where you guys are going to fall. What percentage of the game, soccer, is mental versus physical for you? <laughs> I got to think about that one. Um, I say mental is a big part of it, honestly, because the mental side is yeah. behind the physical if side. Because think about it. If you're a forward, you haven't scored all game. It's the 70th minute. And then you're losing your head because, you know, Roddy, you didn't pass me the ball there. You you know, why did you know, miss me out again, you know? Yeah. And then you're losing your head. Literally. And the next time the ball rolls right in front of you and then your timing's off and you hit it wide, you know? So I realized, um, I think I was talking to you about it a while ago, but like sometimes in the game, especially because I'm in yellow card trouble right now, I think. So <laughs> you I got, just, you might have gotten a yellow card your first like four games. It came in yeah, hot in the yeah, league. Yeah. It came in hot. Yeah. So, and I'm not really like an angry guy. And he also got subbed out early one game when I'm pretty sure Rob was like, all right, he's going to get another one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that was, I think that was, was that Flower City? Was it? I think that was Syracuse. I don't uh, remember. I, I just know, remember. It was no, like, it was it was earlier than that because you got one against Bobcats. Mm -hmm. You got one against. Um, uh, I guess Flower City was the next one. You definitely got one yellow in, in that game. I think you got another one in in Maryland. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was definitely three in a row. I just remember that the game I'm remembering is Rod. Like, I don't know what if he was actually talking to you about anything to do with it. But I remember Rod like pulling you to because you were on the left wing like, going that towards our our benches. I remember him like pulling you aside and like saying something to you and like five minutes later he subbed you off and I was like that had to be like oh because you were yeah. you were in my mind you looked frustrated. And yeah because if and, I, and we're all like don't don't get a yellow. Don't get a yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a game suspension. Like for anyone that doesn't know like that's a game suspension if you get I think it's five, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. and I think I might be on four. I think, <laughs> I think, I think you're on. <laughs> haven't four. got one since. By the way, haven't got my, one since. My, my first game at Finley, I got a yellow, and it wasn't really. It was like a, it was like a questionable yellow, you know. So that's when the moment you're like, oh, these Nisa refs, and you go into a, the next game, and then you're like, um, you're playing well or whatever, and then maybe you know a guy elbows you in the back, says something to you. They maybe you know the fans don't see this, but. Sure. Then you go and like next time the ball's rolling out for a throw and he's shielding it, you just whack him in the back of the calf, you know, but. I'm realizing, like, throughout the game, you just got to kind of manage your emotions. You have to. It's why yeah. the best players in the world are, like, so calm. Like, messy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, some of them are just so, so calm. I, I think I think the mental part's physical. Like, mm -hmm. the whole game is physical. Like, if you don't have that, then, like, you can't play. But the mental part, like, is completely behind it because, like, you can be physical and then, like, you can't keep your head. You'll never be able to play in the game. Like, there's no way. Like, you'll get mm -hmm. sent off every game or you'll get you'll get so many yellows like or you'll lose the ball every time you're screaming at your teammates like you have to be strong mentally i actually um because i went you know we go for meetings with the coach and um i had a meeting with rod and he wasn't like necessarily saying like don't get a yellow or don't do this or don't do that but he was just kind of talking to me about you know my pro productivity throughout the game and like because we look at a lot of data and analyze like you know different stats of the game but um he was telling me like just be more of those like roddy just said be more like that that elite mentality type player that comes into a game and is just very calm. And mm -hmm. it was funny because he used the example like Messi, Ronaldo over years, and um, I think he said Zidane. I don't know, but um, one <laughs> I one, don't know if that's a good example. One, 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 I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. but the one moment <laughs> that everybody remembers. Care, but yeah, because yeah, uh, that was out of pocket one, for him. That wasn't one, usually how he is. Yeah, yeah. but one player because yeah, Matarasi knew about his mom. Mm, yeah, said some stuff about his mom apparently, oh, yeah. allegedly. I don't yeah. know. But the one player that Rob mentioned in that meeting was um, Pirlo. You know. And I thought about him because, you know, he played for uh, NY NYCFC. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, this guy could literally, you know, drink a glass of wine while he's playing <laughs> soccer. Like, he's just so calm, you know. Yeah. So that kind of stuck with gonna, me. I literally going to make that reference. And then since since then, I haven't really, you know, I haven't gotten a yellow. So 
knocking on some wood right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, oh, sorry. of course. Oh, sorry, puppies. Sorry, puppies. I knocked on the wood and they took the door. That was oh, that was dumb on, yeah. on our part because we both did that. <laughs> I am not sorry because I am all about the superstition. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw my shorts this last week, but I wore a new pair of shorts because um, it was. It, I thought it was going to rain, so I wore some swim trunks. I mean, we didn't win. We drew. It's a fine result, but like not wearing those again. So like, <laughs> I'm just a, uh, a little super superstitious. So I got a knock for the uh, for the no yellows. Speaking of uh, speaking of Coach Rod, what's it like to to train just kind of every day with him? Uh, like, what are, what are the training sessions like? You know, what, what kind of stuff goes on? You mentioned the analytical stuff. Like, how does that kind of work in? Yeah. Like, give basically like fans aren't we aren't at training like, at all. So like, it's just a cool like window to hear about like what it's like for you guys. Well, I'll keep it kind of simple because I don't want to go into obviously crazy details about what we're doing. Sure. But obviously everyone knows we like to pass the ball. So like, that's really what we train on. We just train passing the ball. Cause I mean, if you have the ball, most of the game, like you're going to create more chances. You're going to, if they don't have the ball, they're going to be able to score. So, um, a lot of it's literally just playing exactly how, like what you guys see from us, like keep the ball, try to like break them down and tire them out, make them run. Um, that's really it. Honestly, we just do, we do that stuff. Most of the time we don't, we don't really do like, like there's some coaches that are like, um, doing so many like different passing patterns and, yeah, and crossing. I was, I was just about to say we don't really know. do that many. No, we don't. Patterns. We don't do that stuff. We just pa- work on passing. Every day we do rondos and just passing. We keep the ball. Very Dutch. That's why. We, that's we why it comes off. Yeah, we love, we love our rondos. rondos. And our yeah. team, the players on our team, like mostly resemble that. Like, we, like it's not like we're doing things like we're doing things like we want to do. Like we do rondos. Like we love rondo. Every guy on our team, like when we jump in rondos, it's just like our way of like. It's like banter in the team. Is it competitive? Oh, it's crazy. You're talking it's shit. Like- yeah, the whole time. That's all it is. Because I think I can't remember. I think it's Pep that said it, or maybe it was. Um, I think Pep said it. He said like the rondos are a direct, like uh, they resemble exactly like how many times players are gonna lose the ball. Because if you're caught in the middle, like then that means you just lost the ball the most. So like if you can just keep your way out of the middle. I remember thinking when I first came here because we did a lot of rondos. We did rondos in Detroit, but like not like here. Like we do rondos every day here. So I remember thinking, like, just if you're if you don't like, just don't lose the ball. It doesn't matter what you do, like the tricks and flicks. I was like, do, don't just don't go in the middle. <laughs> and I was just making sure I no matter what I wasn't going in the middle. And then eventually I got better at it. But there's some guys who are really good at the rondo. So but that's what we work on. Like, and it's bigger ones too. We're not just the small ones. Like big ones. It's funny you say that because I've been pretty good in the rondos. I haven't been going in the middle. So yeah, it's, that's all it is. Like lately, I haven't been as good because I think I've just been like trying to mess around too much. Because it, c- it can get to that, like Taylor will start doing like spins, or like, or like, or like I'll try to start mu- nutmegging people. Like that's like it gets there, but then I'll think back, be like, okay, like I'm I'm in the middle too much at this point. But nah, usually it's just like, usually it, it literally is like if you're in the middle a lot, you're probably losing the ball a lot. So that's why you just make sure you just don't lose it, and that's that's what kind of how it comes. That's how it transitions to us in games. You'll see the players in games that don't lose the ball a lot, same ones that aren't losing the ball a lot in Rondo. So. I won't. I won't name any names, but some guys don't want to go in the middle. No matter what type of pass they give you, they never want to go in the middle. <laughs> They'll pass it right to the guy and then just look at you and be like, "Are you going to go?" Crazy. The rondos yeah. are crazy. Everyone's screaming <laughs> at each other. Like, there's rules that change. It's so much. It's it's basically mainly like our way of banter, and it's like fun. In a rondo, who's most likely to try to make you? I don't know if it's you, Tay. You know, <laughs> you know. The, no, I don't know if it is though. No, I mean, I think uh, Tay doesn't want to go in the middle. I think Luke. Luke, Luke, Luke for sure. Luke, Luke Ferreira, like yeah. I learned Luke, a lot. Luke Ferrari. Luke Ferrari. Yeah. Have you heard that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kev told us calling Luke Ferrari. Really? And now I can't yeah, stop yeah, saying it's it. It's so funny. Yeah, he's actually in the rondos. I learned a lot from him because there's from Luke. He, yeah, he'll just put his foot he's on so the ball good. and he has this little move where he'll just like, he keeps his foot on top of the ball 
and then pulls it back. It's it's weird. He just has these because you like, can only do you can only play one touch. Yeah, you can't like take a touch. So, so you, as soon as he like puts so his foot on, yeah, the like ball, we play one it, touch. So go. yeah, because it's, it's all in the mind. It's like you trying to like figure out what you're gonna do. So in you can pa- stop it, but you bet you can't pull your foot off. Of you it. can't mm-hmm. take like you, I can't receive it with my left and pass on my right. Like I have to play the pass on one touch. So everyone's playing one touch. So like if you step on the ball and then you take your foot off, then you're done. You can't like so so what he does, he steps on it. And then, like he, he rolls his foot to the side and, and passes flicks it, it and flicks it, but it's one touch. Mm-hmm. And if you if you see like the cleat or like the foot like go on the different side of the ball, and you can see it's two touches, like boom, boom. Then people call, call him out. He doesn't. He does it smooth. He touches it, receives it, and passes yeah. it. He's and a sometimes guy, he'll man. do it, and then he gets pressed, and then he like holds it and rolls it, and then <laughs> tries to like flick it. But so, not everyone can do that. Like like me and Tay will do it quite a bit, like sometimes. But like there's players that won't do that in Rondo. It's usually like the attacking players, and like Tate is Tate's pretty good in Rondo, I think. Yeah, I kind of compare that. him to like Cancelo. He's got a little bit of that jump. Uh, he loves to do that jump stop. I don't know if you guys see it in the game where he'll he'll jump stop and jump up on the ball and stand up on the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Luke, yeah, that's yeah, what Luke does yeah. as well. I I, I mm-hmm. look at him stealing that as well from them. It's such <laughs> a weird that. move, but yeah, it works it. because like you see players don't dive in for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's because it changes his body yeah. position or they're just confused. But like he'll be going one way or he'll like I don't know he'll like do it in the in, yeah. in a crowd not fi- not irresponsibly but like yeah. I don't know. It's smart because I mean that way he always has his foot on it. Yeah, it's kind of unorthodox because they don't unorthodox. teach you that. But a lot of Brazilians do it. Like Luke does it. Luke yeah. does it all the time. He loves like soul rolls and stuff. Yeah, but Tate Tate's the one guy like because obviously my role as a winger is to press up on the outside back. In training, he's the one guy that I don't like to press. Yeah, like, same. I'm constantly thinking about how like what's he gonna do. Like in my mind, mm-hmm. it's because you don't know. He's so clever there. That makes that makes sense. Um, who talks the most trash in Rondo? And why is it KG? Oh, about, <laughs> that is oh my goodness, that was actually hilarious. Um, I'm just um, I'm just betting that's the case. Oh, uh, because KG's got those. No, you can see KG. Bermudez talks a lot of crap. Yeah, mm. he does though. He ta- oh no, tra- not Travis. Yeah, yeah, but you kind of got. I can see Travis talking a lot of shit. In uh, yeah, Trav. Um, <laughs> Luke is like a like a. Like a funny guy, like the way he talks trash is like not in the, like an angry way, but he'll just always be messing with people. Like if say in training, because you know obviously we get heated sometimes in training every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But um, two guys will be fighting. And he's like, oh, there's beef, there's beef, and you just yeah, he just stirs the pot. The yeah, he stirs the pot. He's <laughs> like, the one guy that stirs it. Yeah, he's a funny teammate, and he, he he's cool. He's cool. There's a saying for people who don't, but you you guys may um, you guys obviously know how like practice is, and I don't. I'm, there may be an equivalent saying in. in in, in English, but there's a saying in Italian called cosa da campo, and it's like things that happen on the field. And it's like, so there, there was a, an open practice that Fiorentina had this offseason, and like two players like literally got in a fist fight and like pushing each other and like not quite swinging, but like yeah. right at that level. And like people are like, oh no, is and they're like, they're both wingers. And so like they're competing for sim- for minutes and like people are like, oh, there's going to be beef. There's not going to, and like they asked them about it and both players are just like, no, it's just like stuff that happens in practice. Like we're cool. Every team, we, every team you'll ever play on has a has a. It's just the intensity of you can't. Intensity if that doesn't happen at one point, then it's not intense enough. No, it's like I don't. I don't think. Have you ever been in a team where that doesn't happen? There's no chance. It's like a game. It's like in a game. No. Like obviously, the manager if it gets to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, like every day these guys or, are fighting or carrying. Yeah, over. but then obviously they're gonna say something. But that doesn't really. I mean, for us, like, yeah, it doesn't. We don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Because really. I, I think like it happens with every team. Like it happens yeah. in this team, but it's not a problem. I think from the outside, people might think like, oh, if a guy like gets mad at somebody and pushes somebody or, or whatever in practice, like they're suddenly not going to be friends in the locker room. No, no like no. It, I remember in training one day months ago, like me and Bermudez got into it. Like we we're just playing 11 v 11. Now you're a boys, huh? And now yeah. that's my, like, that's my boy. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, but that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, it happens like that all the time. If like, 
if you don't have those like arguments or something like i don't know it kind of breaks down barriers too and what are you doing like yeah. it gets it gets to the heat it gets to the the root of some stuff sometimes. it does yeah it's, it's quality it's, i mean you just have to work hard in training yeah it's funny how it works because like the guys that you get in the most like i guess um arguments fights whatever it is you end up respecting them the most you know yeah it's like i don't know i guess it's like almost like when like I don't know how to explain this. I guess I don't know if you guys watch anime or anything or anything like that. But now this when, is where we need co-host Smitty on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's the anime watcher. It's kind of a cool principle that you like see on. It's like like almost like a kids show type thing. But it's like when people go to war, they battle each other. They'll have the, these most intense battles, you know. And it's like with every like blow or with every like punch or whatever happens, like they start to understand each other more. You know, yeah. it's like without even saying anything. So it's almost like that on the field. Like I feel like it's like that with a lot of fighters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there a you lot go. of them. A there lot of fighters. Are like you see a UFC fight. You see like mm. mad shit being talked yeah. all the way up to the fight, and then after the fight, they're like helping each other up yeah. and like hugging and like, like yeah, they hug out. and yeah. then they like yeah. do yeah. crazy hugs and like respect. Like it's like crazy. And they, and they can say the worst stuff about each other's mothers, yeah. like uh, leading up to the fight. Except for it's like there's a few instances where like Khabib and Connor did obviously didn't work out and whatever yeah, else. But there's a lot wild. of guys they take, they say wild stuff mm -hmm. to each other, and then after the fight, they're like, no, nah, I mean you know respect. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's like that. Like I mean. Every team has like I don't know if you guys have seen like the Arsenal All or Nothing yet. I haven't. I've not but, seen but, it. Yet. But like Lacazette got there's like a scene where Lacazette gets into it like with someone and they like he really grabs him and they show that and it's like like Lacazette like they play for Arsenal like if it's not happening at like in college soccer or like yeah. high school like or everything that that happens. reminds me of about the, hockey. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. especially the coaches probably just sit there and just watch it. Like, <laughs> I mean, most of the time, most coaches though, if, when that happens, they they see they like let the players try to like figure it out yeah and then it usually gets sorted but yeah. it's never like for us we don't have a problem with that in our team i think maybe one or two times people got into it and that was months ago it reminds me a little bit of the uh, uh from the tottenham all or nothing yeah where where hugo lorry oh, and son and, and sonny got into yeah. it like you know right at halftime because yeah. sonny didn't track back one mm -hmm. time and you know i, I remember that like I, i'm glad they featured it like really really heavily in, yeah in the, in the dock because it was, I mean, it was visible to everybody yeah. on TV at the time, um, and it's just one of those things, like you know. I mean, if you're if iron, like, iron when, sharpens yeah. iron, and yeah, like, when, you like, gotta, when you're giving your emotions like as much emotion as you can in the game, because you have to, like, you get to a point where you're literally yeah. like, you're giving everything for the game, and then so is your teammate, and someone says one thing, like it's gonna make you just switch sometimes. Yeah, and are you gonna be good enough if you're not given all that emotion? Exactly, you have to, but obviously, certainly a just, fine line. But right? when you're on the field, like with your teammates, you just have to know how to communicate with them because obviously then stuff like that happens you just have to know how to communicate with them yeah. with each other do you uh what what is y'all's favorite sport to watch just like when you're at home you got nothing going on you want to watch something on tv we both just watch soccer like i guess if we weren't watching soccer yeah. i like you know i like basketball yeah it's all right like Kyrie irving ai we were talking about and like players like that yeah so. yeah the mo one of the most iconic uh, moments of my childhood in sports is the ai step over on kobe after mm -hmm. it. I think it's on Kobe, right? I should have worn or, my. Was it, was I have an Iverson jersey. I should have worn it. <laughs> was it? It was MJ, I think. Right? Was it? No, no, no. Uh, I'm thinking of after or, he hits it. In the, he hits it. No, it was over. Um, it was over someone that played for the Lakers. It was like. Um, I'm pretty sure maybe it's Rick Fox. Is, is it like it's 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 Sixers um, Lakers? He drains the three. Yeah, the it, wasn't, it wasn't Kobe. And, yeah, he's laying on the ground yeah. and he steps over. No, it was over the point him. guard. Um, I can't remember Derek who it was. Fisher, maybe Fisher, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Fisher. But either way, he steps over. He steps over in front of the Lakers bench. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Greatest moment. Talking. But it was hard yeah. too. He stepped over him hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Like get yeah. like get up in the middle of mm -hmm. this. Now everyone tries to do that. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. You, you can only do it the first time. No, nah, right? the way he did it was like. Pff, this, this AI, cool. dude. AI was so. 
I'm not as like soccer like slowly took over all my other sports watching. Yeah. But I was such a big basketball fan. Yeah. And like that that era. Like remember AI, like he came out. I mean other players wore big shorts, but like once he started wearing the big shorts, <laughs> yeah, like, I started it. wearing big like, mm. everyone started wearing big like one guy changes like yeah. I loved, I loved the shorts. era of basketball yeah, exactly. where it's like I'll take a I'll take a small shirt, please, and a three XL short. Yeah. Like that was literally awesome. literally. Yeah. <laughs> That was an era. That was when I, I mean, we grew up watching it in that era. It was crazy. I don't, I don't really watch a lot of the NBA. Uh, and I really never have, but I'm a big college basketball guy. Cause I, okay. went, to, I went to Xavier. And oh, okay. Yeah. Obviously. So, you know, there's a, yeah. you know, there's a reason to watch yeah. games and you guys don't have a football team, right? No. So yeah, we do not. We have a soccer team. Not since. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I remember I've, I've been there a couple of times. Not since 1973. We had a football team undefeated since 73 undefeated. And if you want to know why watch, we are Marshall. Oh yeah. Movie. I've seen that. That's that's why we don't have a team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a weird that's a weird segue. Yeah, that's a way to bring it down. <laughs> well, that's too soon, man. Way to bring it down. <laughs> that wasn't where I was going with that. I was bringing the mood down, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for that, Andrew. <laughs> um, what do you have? Um, like, what's y'all's favorite TV show or like Netflix show or something on streaming services that you're watching right now? I mean, Taylor doesn't really watch that much stuff. I don't really know. Yeah, I've been watching. You guys said you don't really watch animes. So I was like, how? What, what's that? Are yeah. you in the third watch of Naruto or the fourth Listen, watch? Oh, yeah, okay, I watch that for sure. But my favorite <laughs> it's right the only now, anime I know, by the way. Okay, my favorite <laughs> is like a. It's called One Piece. So okay. if anybody listening knows that, that's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I wish Smitty was here. I wish Smitty was here for a lot of reasons because he's one of the co-hosts and he's so he's he's head coaching roller derby right now. So he's like taking a little break from the pod, but he's uh He's a giant anime fan, and I'm sure he would. You guys would have yeah, one he'll for sure. Yeah, he'll. Since since you mentioned roller derby, real quick plug for Smitty. Uh, this Saturday, the 27th, the uh, CFC will be in Maryland, uh, and if you don't go to Maryland for that game, you should come to the Chattanooga, uh, to the Chattanooga Convention Center. Yes, to watch the, the uh, one like right by the um, Stay Bridge. Yeah, yeah, and they have roller derby. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It's, I'm not not, uh, it's like it's seven o'clock or so ish. On Saturday night, uh, Coach Smitty will be coaching the roller derby team That's for their last cool. battle of the year. Is it like a women's team? Or? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I think I saw that on social media like right before I even was at Ch- Chattanooga. So that would be cool. They're really good. So they're like, I don't know, somebody, I, I don't I want to do this justice, but like, you know, Chattanooga is not a top 100 like size city in the world by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but we're a top 100 roughly uh, roller derby team in the world. That's wild. Which is yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We'll try to get Smitty back on. And I hope soon. I didn't butcher that. Smitty will uh, <laughs> tell me later. But they're very, very, very good. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Roddy, what are you watching? Um, Last night. You can probably guess what I watched last night. If you guys watch it. Game I, of Thrones? I, I did not. Oh, the new Game of Thrones? You guys don't watch Game of Thrones? Is it new? No. Never oh, seen it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, House of... Uh, it's back, isn't House it? of Dragons, right? It's it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. The first episode was... It was it was so good. So I watched... I, 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 I watched it later, and mm-hmm. then I watched like the first four seasons, and I was just like pieced out in the middle. Yeah, you can't do that. It got it got it got <laughs> slow, man. Have you no, watched no. Game of Thrones? I pieced out at the end. Like I didn't even watch the ending. But I've I heard that that's like, a good oh. idea, though. Mm. No, no spoilers, but like I've heard that's it. Like mm-hmm. you know, the ending wasn't super satisfying, so like you know, peace out towards the end. Yeah. I think it's so good. I've never like I don't know. The first season of that show was so crazy and so awesome. Like because I was just so unexpected, and then I don't know. After that, it was just like it's like if you got to get past, you got to get to like season four I, I and was then once you get to season like four like after that you're just like locked in yeah i need to go back and probably try to watch it yeah but you we, have to. we watched like one two and like part of three or i don't know we just got to a point and i was like eh, wasn't even interested anymore 
Yeah, it's so good. And then, yeah. And the new one is basically just like a whole tie-in, like 200 years before. Oh, Game cool. Of, so Game of Thrones is like, I think it was like eight seasons, right? Or something. So like this that. is a prequel. This is a prequel. It was like 200 years before that. And it's about the same families just 200 oh. years before. Like how everything <laughs> happened. That would be cool. That would be cool. Oh, okay. it's so cool. Like, because it's completely different actors. Um, Like, because yeah, it's based off the books. So it's the same. Like, there's like families and like stories on how things happen. It's crazy. I love it. Any nicknames for either of you guys? I mean, my name is kind of already a nickname because my name's Roderick, but I go by Roddy, so yeah. I don't, I've, never, I've never been called by anything else. So. Uh, Rasta Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody call you that, and I was like, I mean, I, I love this. I just don't know if it's like it's so funny. It's, it's I, I don't know if this is like Taylor approved. If he's like, no, it's cool. I, I I love that. I always right. say that to him. Good, good, good. I start calling him the Rasta Pakata. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Pakata. Yeah, yeah. yeah call good. him the Rasta Pakata. Uh, I love it. Last last question for you guys. Uh, if there was someone to play you in a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? That's a, that's a tough one. I've never thought about that. that one first. Maybe uh, if I had an option, maybe like young Will Smith. Okay. There you go. He's yeah. my favorite actor. He's my favorite. Every every movie growing up, like every movie he did, I watched growing up. Like, um, or maybe like Michael B. Jordan or something. I don't even know if they look like me, really. I mean, I, they're just like I like them as actors. So I love it. Now, listen, Spielman said The Rock. So like, oh my god, he <laughs> did not do that. Here's the thing. I, I, at first, I'm making fun of him, but now, like, I love it because, like, nah. aim high. If The Rock's playing you in a movie, you know you fucking made it. He said The Rock. Oh my <laughs> he was, he was just messing around, but like, I've given him shit on so many That's podcasts. So funny, about actually. It. It's so, but also like, think about what you're aiming, though. You know? Yeah. Okay. To be fair. That's uh, fair. Uh, people always clown me and say I look like Jaden Smith, so maybe he could do he could do the job. So yeah, know. that'd be cool. One. Yeah, not bad. But Will Smith sounds good. Yeah, Will Smith. Just any light skin. <laughs> well, I just I I like yeah, basically I guess it's not that many. Yeah, like big time ones. Anything we didn't ask you about, boys? Anything you wanted to talk about on the podcast? Mm. It's totally fine if it's no. no I mean, not really. I mean, good conversation. Yeah. Where, where can the people find you on social media? Where can they uh, check you out? Follow your exploits? Um, I can't even remember what my Instagram <laughs> is. Uh, we'll put a, we'll put the handle in the uh, in the in, show in notes. The show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I only have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I heard Twitter's pretty active, so it's not great. Don't oh. don't get on Twitter. Twitter's <laughs> yeah. not good. I deleted my Twitter or not deleted. I I got off Twitter a while. Mine ago. is mine's like just only like soccer stuff, which is good. Aren't you verified? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's cool. Oh yeah. How'd you do that? Um, did, you, did you answer one of those DMs about how to get verified? No, 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 no. I, I actually, we figured it out last year and then all the guys on the team been asking me how to do it. So I'm getting them verified and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have awesome. to get your podcast verified. Oh, probably could. Be, that'd be you sick. Think so? Yeah, I, I think there's probably a way to do it. You got to set it up. We'll try to set it up for you guys. All right. It's possible. Nice. Deal. Deal. Matthew, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio. You can find me on Twitter at whiskey is fine. If you want to find the podcast, we're at the section 109 podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.